Thank you for joining us for another rounding rouse round another rounding round another rousing round of Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition Yalzar Campaign Eight Spirits Edition. I am, as always, your host and dungeon master, Kenny. I have with me my standard crew of four adventurers, and theoretically our fifth one is supposed to be joining us tonight, starting with our warlock. Hi, my name's Lauren. I will be playing Ben, the halfling warlock. Our paladin. Hi, I'm Michelle, and I'll be playing Bork, the paladin. And our cleric. Hi, I'm Ogden, and I'll be playing myself. And Monk. I am not Ogden, I am Frodo, and I will be playing Tenshi. So... Uh, returning listeners may desire a refresher, and uh, new people should have some idea of what's going on. Our party, who has been tasked with the great duty of going around and collecting the eight crystal spirits and reuniting them to reforge and re, uh, re how would you say, uh, remake the four elemental crystals that hold the world in balance, and they have collected five of these eight spirit creatures and are on their way to the to the great desert in the south where they believe their sixth spirit may reside. Last thing that the adventurers or the party chose to do was decide to take the elemental rail system out of the great city of Yao, rather than riding the river barge that would only take them about half the distance to the great desert. You all have uh, purchased your tickets, you have made su supply runs, and you have put your sand-skirting lizards into the stable car of the elemental rail system. Is there any last-minute stops you want to make before you leave the great city? Uh, we were going to buy lightweight desert clothes, but I think that was it. Okay, you can just write those in. Oh, um, small aside. Did uh, everyone make sure they wrote down their new spells for the level and their uh, new Eldritch invocations? It's specifically Great, you should be doing that uh, yeah, while we travel. Uh, yeah, we're still at level 8, I believe, right? Correct. Alright, then we're good. Alright, so, the party, uh, makes their, makes their bus, for lack of a better term, they get to their train station on time, they get on the train, and, uh, they are, are southbound. It is a lovely and pleasant five-day trip, and it is quiet as it can be. Outside of the occasional bothering from a conductor, and maybe a little bit of extra service that you hadn't received before, you're unsure if that's because of your run-ins with the CEO of the Elemental Rail Company, or maybe just because, well, maybe uh, an Ella Rail coming out of the Great City just has nicer furnishings. It's kind of hard to say. But it's certainly a more pleasant uh, experience than most of your rides have been. Hmm, that's nice. Yeah, no murder mysteries or anything like that. Awesome. No robbery. Checking our wallets and shit. Right. So, five days come and go, and you are all uh, at the end of the line. And you get on, you, you find your mounts out of the stables, you collect all of your belongings, and here you are at the, at the edge of the desert. You can, you can see where the grass ends and the dirt and then all that goes away and it becomes nothing but progressively more and more sand in the distance. So, you are at a crossroad town. It's a resupply depot for anyone going in or leaving the desert. There's rust dwarves everywhere. Makes sense. And there's mm -hmm. a obvious checkpoint of the rust dwarves' own security that leads south out of the main thoroughfare towards the desert. 
This must be the right place. I want to play for sand. Indeed. <sighs> did uh? Did they tell you how to ride these uh these sand skirt lizards? Um, well, I imagine they did. <laughs> I imagine it would fall to the same sort of roles as a animal handling would normally for uh, mounted. You know. All right. Well, uh, is it safe to assume that on the uh, train ride down here, we've all gotten dressed in our uh, lighter weight gear? I think so. Mm. Okay. And you guys are all adults, right, so and probably... you woke up today and dressed yourselves appropriately. All right. Yeah, Tenchi just looks like a six foot nine Saracen. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna try uh, mounting this lizard. All right. It's pretty easy going. That's a 14 handle handling. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a little bit lower to the ground and it's a little broader in the ribs than a horse, but it it, it you you get a handle for it. You know, I kind of like this short to the ground where I like to be. <laughs> and not as big of a fall if you get knocked off. Exactly. Yeah, let's uh, I'll try and mount up. Okay, give me an animal handling. Nope, give me that roll. Hold on. You know, it always throws me for a loop every time that I uh, go to look for Endure Elements in 5th edition and it doesn't exist. Yep. Right. Oh, damn it, my thing is prompting me to restart for an update. We'll just uh, delay that. Yeah, animal animal of (laughs) 9? Okay, it's shaky, but you get on the lizard. You imagine that uh, poor Tenchi's uh, knees are up by his ears because he's got nowhere else to put his big old long legs. It's like I'm riding a tricycle. (laughs) Well, I kind of imagine that you'd be riding these things kind of like, oh, geez, how how is, I don't know what this is called, when, like, your your knees are on the saddle. Mm -hmm. You're on two points. Thank you. So it would be, it would be like that. Like, so. It's not, you know, you're not putting your ass in the saddle. You're, like, resting on both of your lower legs. So it would be entirely possible for me to just, like, sit cross-legged on this side? No, 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 no. Um, I have a hard time trying to describe it. Uh, but, like, if you were to, like, knee, like go down on, on two knees, just, like, as anywhere, it'd be like that. Except, like, the your, your shins and your knees are in the saddle. Okay. Interesting. Well, two point is more where your your weight is rested on your center of your foot, but you're raised up on the horse, and it's the one that you need to get into when you're cantering or galloping. Right, and so you're it almost looks like you're sort of standing on the stirrups, as it were. Yeah, okay. I mean you're you're yes. Right, I I know that it's a super simplification of of the. But yes, yeah, you're you're balancing on the stirrups. Okay. That's that's not quite what's going on here. I'm having okay. a real hard time just explaining, but I see it perfectly. In my like mind. you're writing the dinosaurs in art. Yeah, boom, perfect. If, okay, sure. So your your knees are on the saddle and you're you're sitting that way. Um, <laughs> so so you get the impression, Tenchi, that you definitely can coerce this lizard to move forward and to maybe turn around and move backwards, maybe. But uh, you're already immediately aware that if you had to get into a fight, you're probably do yourself a lot of favors just jumping off this thing as soon as possible. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's probably going to be most of my approaches, including the thing with the Sunderer, where I literally just jumped off the horse. 
I'm going to look at the lizard okay. decide which one is the coolest. That's going to be my lizard. Okay. One has... Shouldn't you go with the smallest? No, the coolest. Um, out of the out of the lizards that you retain, one of them has a cool like like lighter patch around his eye. Uh, he's wearing a monocle. You should name him Sir. Sir. Yes. Sir. All right. I give him. I bribe him with some um, some jerky. Uh, that that lizard is all about eating jerky. Okay. Do I have to do a ride check? Yeah, an, a handle animal. Yeah. What? Handle animal. Which I believe is charisma based. Wisdom. Wisdom. Is it? Huh. I think it's always been wisdom. Because riding falls under handle animal. Alright. Uh you don't you don't think that you could, you know, take this Sanskrit lizard skills that you apparently have to any great show, but it'll serve you well in this environment. Alright, so I think our first priority should be finding out where the desert shenanigans are happening. Because I don't think we really have a specific like direction to head, right? Yeah, and maybe what the desert shenanigans are. Yeah, so you want to talk to some, like, townsfolk? Well, we've had good luck with, like, city garden stuff. Well, it's very obvious Sorry. that this checkpoint town is ran by the Rust Wars. Right. Okay. Then. What was that, Bork? Uh, was there anybody we were supposed to talk to when we got here? I don't think so. I believe you guys were advised by the captains of the guard at uh, at Yao to work with the Rust Wars, although I don't think they gave you any names. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll run into our old friends when we were slaying the Cadabla uh, Pez. Well, can we not remember that? That's all right. You, you turned out alive. Yeah, but my nose still reeks of death. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh go around and start gathering information. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who wants to give me just a sort of investigation check? Sure. I have no points in that, but I'll try. Uh, I'm actually trained in it for whatever. Oh yeah, right. Because I got the intelligence thing. So, plus zero. Uh, I got no, 14. Plus four. <laughs> What'd you get? Seven. Who, me? 14. Uh, 17. Okay. Fluffing this as Tenshi hasn't gotten used to having a brain yet, uh, I rolled a nat 1 plus 3, so a total of 4. Nice. <laughs> Fitting with the characters. Like, sorry, guys, I don't know how to brain yet. So, <laughs> between Ven uh, and Ogden's sort of poking around verbally, one of the Rust Dwarves points out that if you're looking for help to get into the desert, you should go to the checkpoint and either procure the services of some some guides or simply talk to the leader of the checkpoint and they might be able to assist you with some recent goings-on. All right. Sounds like a great place to start. So do you guys want to do you guys want to pursue the uh, captain of the checkpoint or the guides? Captain. Okay. No, the captain would be more in tune with anything that's causing like massive disruption. The guides will have kind of more of a breadth of knowledge because they go further places. 
Yeah. The Captain Guard is kept informed, but he doesn't have the particular first-hand knowledge. The way I see it, if the Captain can at least point us in the right direction, the guys can take us there. Okay, so you guys are going to talk to the Captain of the Checkpoint? Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, you guys approach the Checkpoint. It's very obviously uh, marked out as such. A lot of the writing is in Dwarven, uh, but between Ogden's understanding of it, you guys are able to put it together where you need to go. All right, great. Uh, so you guys approach a small detachment of five or so rust dwarves that are nearby the checkpoint, which has a detachment of closer to 20 rust dwarves standing at it. And uh, you recognize one of them... Well, Bork, what's your background? Cavalry. But you're a soldier, right? Yes, I'm a cavalry soldier. Right. So you're immediately able to distinguish that one of these five of the Rust Dwarves in a sort of separate group is clearly the, the guy in charge. You can just tell by his regalia and the fact that he has a little bit more embellishment on his armor. Because bear in mind, Rust Dwarves, despite looking quite flashy uh, to a an outsider, their armor's very uh, form-focused, or sorry, ra very uh, function-focused rather than form. So... But uh, even even the small intricacies that sort of happen in this captain's armor, you're able to distinguish him quite easily from your previous experiences as uh, as the guy in charge. Go ahead and uh, point him out to everybody else and say, that's the one in charge. That's the one you want to talk to. All right. All right. Who's brave? <laughs> All right. Well, these are your people. You must in, uh, in Dwarven, I uh, kind of say, greetings and salutations. Um, so the five dwarves that you approach with that sort of turn and immediately seem to be sizing you up. A couple of the dwarves that Bork did not point out as the leader sort of seem to eye you up and decide, oh, this boy's from the fucking capital city, you know, kind of dismiss you a touch. But the captain steps forward in front of the other four and hails you in return in dwarven. And uh, clearly points out the fact that you can tell you're from the capital city, and asks how goes things in the old mountains. Well, things are well and uh, starting to calm down lately. Um, some of the troubles that have been plaguing that area are taken care of, and uh, we were wondering if there is any troubles here that we could probably lend a hand with taking care of. He nods, and uh, I assume you're speaking back in Dwarven, correct? Yeah, probably, at this point. Okay. So he continues in Dwarven. You're unsure if he can speak common, but he certainly seems to prefer it. Mm -hmm. uh, and continues on sort of walking closer to you so he doesn't have to quite bellow as loudly. Uh, there's no need mm -hmm. for distance here. Everything's quite amicable. So he's only a, you know, a couple of feet away from you, and he speaks rather plainly. He goes, well, there is some goings-on that I'm sure that a few extra hands would always be helpful for. I assume you've heard some of the rumors about great swaths of sand being turned into glass. Yeah, somebody had mentioned that, and uh, we are actually here to investigate exactly that. Well, I forewarn you, friend, that you're going quite deep into the desert to find those glass fields. But maybe only a couple of weeks on foot, but I see you have lizards with you, so you could probably do it in about half that time. Excellent. We, uh, we have provisions, food, water, and uh, 
be for the mounts. Um, oh, and desert clothes. Yeah. I feel like we're very well prepared, but seeing as uh, you can tell, we're obviously foreigners. Uh, is there anything else you'd recommend we take with us? Well, I recommend that you hire a guide and not just because they work for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, going in blind would not be great. Uh, I can always appreciate people who don't quite know or who do quite know that they're not in their element. I'd always, I always appreciate those who don't think too much of themselves. So right. I um, can reference you to one of the nearby taverns in this checkpoint or near the checkpoint that has a slew of people that are willing to perform guide-like work for you. That sounds fantastic. I, I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch your name, Captain... Uh... Oh, please. Captain is not a proper term, but I wouldn't expect you to know. You can simply refer to me as Thurgok. Just making notes. All right. Well, thank you very much, Thurgok. And I, um, would, would I know if there's a uh, traditional, like, universal dwarven greeting, or it, is there a difference between the capital city greetings and the rust wars? Um, you, you would imagine that the intricate, like, intimate sort of greetings and farewells are probably pretty different between your people's. But mm -hmm. there are also things as old as stone that dwarves would always say to each other to show them, you know, be kind. All right. Well, I, uh, I give him a traditional dwarven uh, salutation, turn back to my uh, compatriots and say, he says the only thing we need uh, to survive out there is probably a guide. And he says the nearest tavern has, uh, has plenty of them for hire. He sort of calls out to you as you... Uh, begin to sort of get your, your, your crew together to maybe move on. Mm -hmm. And he calls out in Dwarven. Fair-skinned brother, one last thing. Yes? I assume you heard about the small tragedy that's happened somewhat recently. Uh, no, this is news. What is this? There was a small town not, ma not more than a day's travel into the desert that was simply wiped from existence. We had a patrol go through it. And then when the next patrol came through, merely eight hours later, the place was a ghost town. It looked like an entire army had come through. Hmm. That is peculiar. Not a seeming soul was spared, unfortunately. Fascinating. If you're a glory seeker, that... pursue it. Otherwise, I'd say steer clear of it. Is that on the way towards the uh, glass sands? You probably have to go a little bit out of your way, but not too much. Okay. Well, that definitely sounds to be something worth at least investigating. Well, I wish you well on it. Thank you very much. And I relayed that information back to the uh, party in common. Okay. I'm going to tell uh, the not captain, captain, uh, thank you, and Dorvin, because I see that. He sort of Sorry, seems to smile cool. hearing his his native tongue in a different from a different person. He seems to please him a little bit. <laughs> He sort of gives you a very gentle bow as he turns back to his comrades. That's right. I forgot we did that. <laughs> yep. So, if it's only about a day's out of the village, uh, days out of the checkpoint, and it's more or less along the way, checking it out, while not hurtful, it definitely... We should at least check it out, but there's no real immediate need to solve whatever problems there. That's a judgment call to make inside this group. Well, the way I see it, and um, let's see, most of the party speaks Sylvan now, right? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. The only one who doesn't is Bork, and I think Common uh, Karn. Okay. So literally, he's the waiter. He always communicates. Not in common, but not be very. Um, either way, I go ahead and proceed in common, uh, consciously, you know, trying to lower my voice a little bit, and I say, uh, anytime these strange happenings uh, happen around here, that's usually uh, related to or a cause of the crystals. So I feel like checking out a might be beneficial to us. Yeah, I think we should check it out. Right. I, don't know, I don't know if it's directly related to the crystals, but it might be a byproduct of it. Yeah, exactly. And hey, every little bit of information we can get helps. Yeah. Or at least knocking some people out of the way. Indeed. So, to the tavern, one of my favorite places, I'm sure. Yep, you can get your freshly brewed dwarven ales here, I suppose. <sighs> well, I don't much need that stuff anymore, but it might be uh, fun to sample some of the local flavors. I mean, uh, mainly, I want to go and find that guy. True, but do you really want to drink McGurk's McGurk's? McGurk's McGurk's Whatever the fuck it is. McGurk's 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 forever? I mean, surely you want to try something else. I mean... That's why he's sampling the local stuff. Exactly. Have have you seen the way that I eat Chipotle? (laughs) What is this Chipotle you speak of, dwarf? (laughs) 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 Sorry, world's quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Alright, so you guys go into the only nearby tavern that adds up to the directions you loosely got. Uh, mm-hmm. And it is very, very adequately called the uh, the watering hole. Yeah. So, there's, a, there's a, a sheet for a door to this place that keeps the wind and the sand out, but not much else. And you're able to walk right in Unhindered. It's a nice little location. Obviously, mo- the vast majority of the people present in this bar are rust dwarves of some kind. But there's a couple of tra- travelers losing their money in games of gambling. And uh, you can tell that there is a small crew of Adventurers Guild people sitting at one of the tables. Uh, they have a quite diverse group. One of them is a dragonborn of some kind uh, with green scales. And two of them are tieflings, and the fourth person is just a human. So they clearly stand out amongst the crowd, but they don't seem to be either being bothersome to anyone, nor gaining any particular interest from anyone else. And uh, standing behind the bar is a uh, human woman. That one I was not expecting. (laughs) I can imagine this as a uh, old West balloon. Yeah, very much like that. Yeah, like with some red... Cowboy hats and stuff? Um, equivocally, yeah, but not actually. Right. I'm more turbans, actually. Yeah, they're, they're probably, yeah. They're, yeah, they're more, they're more Persian than, than Western American, but... Yeah. I'm, uh... Let's see. You know, being a dwarf and... Dwarves ire for uh, for giants. Uh, Ogden might actually ask around some of the uh, rust rust dwarves uh, in the tavern. Ask if there are any problems with uh, specifically like sand giants or anything like that in these areas. Um. So you poke a few people about that, and you get one of the you get the clearly you the rest of your party is a little bit more distant and can see that there's a lot of people eyeing your party up at this point. A lot of rust dwarves. Uh, who seem trail 
inspired. And uh, maybe the second or third guy you talk to says, uh, I mean, outside of that one fire giant's castle in the middle of the desert, no, there's no real giant problems in the sands. Fire giant castle in the middle of the desert. That sounds interesting. Hey, keeps to his walls. Not much of a problem. Then okay. again, last time we gathered all the banners and tried to break those walls down. We gave him what for and all, but we lost a thousand men in the process. Hmm. So, well fortified, probably not not a uh, not good to mess with. Alright. Uh, well, do you have to know any uh, guides in the area that need a that uh, need a job? Well you're talking to one and I'm sure half the men in here are looking for some manner of guide work. Oh, perfect. Well, me and my compatriots are heading into the deserts. Uh, probably come tomorrow. And we are going to be heading towards the uh, the glass sands. And we were hoping that you could lead us. As you mentioned, the glass sands, about a third of the rust doors sort of like turn away. We clearly are no longer interested in helping you. <laughs> I figured something like that would happen. So, and I kind of got this guy... Uh, Locked in conversation already. Right, so. yeah, so he doesn't, like, walk away from you or anything. He goes, well, the glass sands are an interesting place. A scary one, I should add with you. Well, we're looking for a, uh, a, a guide who will uh, brave it with us. Trying to... Right. It's tough enough. <laughs> he looks to you and sort of goes, bravery is one thing, foolishness is another. Sure, you could coerce me with a proper amount of coin and kind words for me to go to the glass sands with you, but I tell you now, there's maybe only one or two of my friends here in this bar that would be willing to take you anywhere near that cursed village. So oh, the glass sands of the village are in the same pub? No, not at all. But if you're looking for something adventurous like the glass feet, the glass sands, I imagine you're not exactly too cowardly to poke your nose in that ghost town either. When did the ghost town start? Not too long ago. Merely less than a week almost. What about the glass and sands? Months. There's our connection. Well, honestly, both of those are of interest to us. Well then, and he sort of like looks around and points at two dwarves, dwarves in particular... He goes, that fella and that fella, the only guys I've heard recently brave enough to go near that town. You have me no longer interested, but I will ask you to pay me for all this information I'm given. I say, that sounds reasonable. I uh, take out a gold coin and hand it to him. Good enough for me. And he walks over towards the bar and walks away from this, this conversation. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, something's got everyone spooked about that place, apparently. I mean, wouldn't you be if an entire village and patrol regiment just vanished? Well, they say uh, ghost town, and uh, I'm a cleric. I like dealing with ghosts. Not that that has any relevance to this conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, oof, all this talking's making me thirsty. I'm going to go get a drink. Somebody else want to uh, chat up the other dwarves? I don't know. Do they speak common? Are, are we speaking common in here or just dwarven? Um, you haven't specified. 
But I all, all of the tavern would probably speak in common. Yeah. Um, the the rust dwarf that you spoke to started in dwarven, but we'll say halfway through he switched over to common. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Auden goes to get a round of, uh, of drinks for the party. All right. You find yourself being um, only offered light ales, nothing too heavy, nothing too dehydrating, obviously. That makes sense. Don't you want to try out that new intellect? On what? <laughs> Diplomacy. <laughs> uh, that's the charisma based thing you can uh, I don't think being smarter is going to help me in convincing these people to uh, guide us, but if you want to go over and talk to them, I'll go with you. Okay, so um, I'm going to walk up to one of the uh, dwarves that was um, gestured, like one that was pointed out as the uh, brave, brave enough to take it both places. So the first one you approach sort of finishes his ale as you approach him and wipes the foam from his beard. He's clearly more lightly armored than most of the rust dwarves you've seen. He looks more of a tracker than a, a warrior. And he introduces himself as such. He introduces himself as Turgok Manbeard. And tells you that he knows the sands as well as anyone else and isn't scared of how the dunes move. Sure, I'll show you how to get to the village. I won't go in it with you, but I'll wait outside. And I have a hand for those Sanskrit lizards you probably have with you. Uh, okay, that, that seems fair. Um, how long do you think this journey would take us? We do have uh, our own sand lizards, of course. Sure, sure. So, I could get you to the village in merely a day and maybe a little extra, especially if we go through the night, we could get there in a day. But to get to the glass sands, unless they've moved, uh, it would take you a little over a week on on, on lizard back. And uh, how much would your uh, services cost? You want to go to the village? I'll charge you five gold for that day. Every day afterwards and heading towards glass sands, two gold. Okay. Um, that seems uh, that seems agreeable. Is are there any um, additional uh, dangers or supplies we should bring? Well, what do you have? Do you have food and water? Uh, yes. Do you have a lot of food for those lizards? Mm, we might have to uh, pick up. Or just do something in the desert, but I don't know how reliable that would be. Well, the game isn't harsh in the desert, as you might think, but it's not exactly bountiful. I could, uh, well, I have a stock of some lizard feed that I could gladly bring along and sell to you for cheap. Uh, sure, sure. Um, we are... Uh, me and my uh, companion, I gesture back to the uh, other table that I assume we're sitting at or something, sure. uh, would uh, like to uh, head out shortly. Or what, time, what time of day is it? It's, let's call it midday-ish. Midday? Um, yeah, we'd like to head out 
shortly. Perhaps uh, tomorrow morning or... Well, he sort of stops you there and goes, I would suggest that if you were really in a hurry, that we could leave almost immediately. I have little to tend to before I need to go. And if that stands the same for you, there's no reason for you to throw any coins standing here for the night. Perfect. Plus, I believe a sandstorm's going to hit tomorrow. We want to already be on the trail if we can. Uh, that sounds good to, uh, to me. I'll go talk it over with my uh, companions, and we can leave shortly. At this point, I think August comes back with uh, five minutes later. All right. So he nods and uh, sort of walking past your group says, I can meet you at the checkpoint in merely an hour's time. All right. Sounds good to me. Everybody? Yeah. Uh, Straight to the point and off we go. I like it. All right. He he leaves the tavern after paying his tab and... uh, Head and head leaves. Yeah. Ogden drinks his beer. And uh, how is it? <laughs> like I said, it's clearly a lighter ale than you're accustomed to. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of heaviness to it, but uh, it's tasty well enough. All right. Good enough for me. Everyone else is done, we can go. Yeah, sounds good. Sure. Tenji's been waiting on you guys to finish drinking anyway. Fork? There you go. Alright. How about you, Hamankarn? That a boy. <laughs> so you guys uh, meet up with your tracker at the checkpoint in about an hour, and he approaches the checkpoint on a on a Sanskrit lizard very similar to yours. Uh, seems in in very good shape, slightly more uh, muscular than yours are. Uh, he clearly just puts more trail time into it than your uh, stable living lizards. But mm-hmm. it's also covered in uh, studded leather barding. And you can see that he fancies himself a crossbow that sits upon his back. There is a pair of large saddlebags on his lizard, and he unloads one of them and uh, gives you all... What he claims is about a week's worth of food for your lizards, all five of them, and uh, and mentions that it would only be five gold for the, for that feed. Okay, I'll pay him five gold. Okay. You can clearly tell that each of these meals for your lizards is about half of a chicken, um, and they are in. Uh, Pretty, pretty salted state, so they, they, they can endure the uh, desert's brashness quite well. Hmm. That's going to heal up. Yeah, I imagine most rep- reptiles really don't. Yeah, they're really efficient. If anything, we're probably going to have to eat more than the lizards. This is something we don't have to eat the lizards. At least we're not going to die of thirst. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At least there's that. All right. So, well, quit wasting time and uh, head on out. Yep. So you guys make on to your. Uh, he he mounts up. You all mount up, and he sort of leads your group to the 
through the checkpoint, and as he passes out, uh, passes out. As he passes the checkpoint's area, he sort of raises a fist up high to the rust dwarves at the checkpoint and gives a shout that sounds like dwarvish, but even you don't quite recognize it, uh, Ogden. It's clearly um, some sort of turn of phrase that the dwarves of, of this area, um, or rust dwarves overall, have sort of uh, made for themselves. But to everyone else, it just sounds like Kavok. Hmm. To which the rust dwarves at the checkpoint reply quite thunderously. And into the desert you go. Yep. The winds are not harsh, and the, the sun, while would be normally quite brutal, through all of the precautions you've taken, it's ultimately not the most unpleasant of experiences. Hot, sure, you're sweaty, undoubtedly, and you thirst for water more than you probably would on a normal day. But... You, uh, you make it through your first day of travel into the desert with absolutely zero uh, problems. All right. Well, good thing we have that uh, water skin that Tensi bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I'm just taking long gulps from it. Sure. The, uh, it, be- it becomes close to nightfall, and with it, the wind picks up, and it's sh- chilling. Do you all make camp yeah. or ride through the night? Or else it would be quicker to ride through the night. Yeah, your tracker points out that your lizards don't seem too tired, although if we did travel through the night, they would probably need a substantial rest in the morning. But by then, you would probably make it to the village, which would be a great opportunity for them to do that. That sounds agreeable. Let's do that. All right. All right, so he continues to lead you all on. You're clearly... Heading in a, uh, a pretty consistent direction. There seems to be a method to this tracker's madness. He seems to guide you all halfway up a dune and then go around to sort of limit how often you have to go up, which is clearly more taxing on the lizards than uh, walking mm-hmm. level or walking down. And uh, so you end up making this very almost sidewindery uh, dredge through... The, the, the dunes. But honestly, for most of you, I would say all of you, right? No, no one, none of your characters has been in the desert before? Nope. Nope. It's a, it's a pretty beautiful place. I mean, you know, when you can bear the heat and the sun and the otherwise undesirable nature of it, it has its charm. It's uh, not as deserted as you made it sound almost over every dune or two. You see some manner of wildlife skirt outside of your view almost immediately, clearly recognizing the Sanskrit lizards as some manner of predator, much less the people on them. But the desert seem, doesn't seem quite as dead as you may have imagined. Mm-hmm. So the sun begins to come as the night fades away, and uh, before you crest a dune... The tracker stops and turns about and addresses the party. We're only about one or two dunes away from the village. I would ask that if you were going to go in there, I can perch upon this dune myself and keep an eye on your party. Okay. How far of a uh, a distance, like in terms of of miles, is that? Oh, hardly even one from here. On on foot. Tenchi walks to the top of the dune, then. 
Uh, he does not join you, but you can see the 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 maybe top of a couple of buildings in the distance. Uh, okay. I mean, even though my one of my gifts from Lumia is be able to see up to a mile. Right. Okay. I mean, like, you want me to describe what the buildings look like, or like if I if I can make out any real detail other than you know the tops of the buildings. Uh, the the, the problem is that it's there's clearly at least one dune between your location and the village, so you okay. Can, so the dune is not higher than the location. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you can see parts of the village that are tall enough to overcast the dune that's between you and it, but you can't like see the ground of the village. Okay, so we should probably go to the next dune, and I can survey it from there. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take um some supplies with me. You know, you know, like, backpack, whatever. I don't like maybe a You bring that water skin. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not leaving me at all ever. So uh, we'll do that, and then um tell our guide to uh. uh he does so and uh, gives a sort of series of commands to his lizard and you see his lizard like sort of like put its belly on the sand and like wiggle its torso until it sort of buries itself in a thin layer of sand with only just a little bit of its head visible and upon seeing so you can see him sort of coerce your lizards to do the same and they seem quite willing to do so so your mounts are quite well hidden uh, and, and without having seen it happen, you probably could walk right past these lizards and totally miss them. Huh. Pretty adorable. Yeah. Also, I'm afraid of getting eaten by a lizard now. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you are bird-sized, so you're probably going to be for them. <laughs> you should probably ride on touch these lizards right now. At least until we get into the village. Alright, so, you guys, uh... Walk there. Get on the walking path. So you guys cross a dune, or, you know, go down the dune that you were on, and up the next. And by the time you reach the top of that dune, you can see quite clearly most of the village. Tenshi, obviously, more so than the rest of you. Alright, so what do my uh, special god-blessed eyes see? Well, whereas everyone can see the relative scope of the village, it's a it's a modest sized village, with uh, you know more than a couple dozen buildings to it. And whereas they can all see it, just maybe is quiet or hasn't gotten itself together for the morning. You can quite clearly see that there is no visible tracks around. This this place is not just not awake yet; it's dead. Now. If I remember correctly, there was a problem where one of the dwarf patrols went to this village to investigate and was slaughtered, like, completely. Is that correct? No, no, no. I think you may have misheard that. Um, the, okay. way, the way it was described was uh, a security patrol went to the village, stayed there, as they do, and then left. And then in the eight-hour period between that dwarven, that rust dwarf party and the next security force to show up, the town got wiped of all living beings. Okay, so at, so one patrol, there were people there, and then another patrol, there were no people there. Right. Okay, and there's, like, no bodies, no nothing. It almost looks like that everyone just got up and left. Yeah, it looks like the town evacuated. 
What are the uh, buildings made out of? Um, mostly made of uh, some manner of, uh, like, I guess you could call it adobe for simplicity's sake, but it's not quite that. Sandstone, so, maybe? I mean, sandstone doesn't make a lot of sense. It's hard to get that shit, much less it's terribly brittle. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, um, I guess, uh, are we, we're in the village? No, we're at the, we're at the top of the dune before we go in the yeah, village. Yeah, you guys are like so looking maybe at about it. half a mile. What's that? What, what, what was what? I thought, I thought Kenny was saying something. Oh, I was just pointing out you guys are like at the top of the dune surveying it. But I mean, if you guys went to the bottom of this dune, you'd be at the outskirts of the city, of the little town. Okay, can I can I do a uh, investigation check to see if there are any uh, signs of recent life or any signs of a uh, disturbance even from back here? Maybe? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Thirteen. Um, you don't learn any new information than what Tenshi already knows, uh, but you do see some of what he has seen. You see storefronts that are left open. I mean, you can see that there's like sand has built up on places that would normally not be permitted for sand to build up on. Uh, this, this place has clearly been abandoned for, you know, more than a couple of days. Go down there and, and check it out. Yep. Sounds good. We'll have to do what to do. Okay. Uh, Ort turns to the guide and asks him, well, you're not willing to go down there, and it seems like a lot of other people aren't either. Is there anything else, a reason for that, besides the ghost town aspect? Because he's, he's a full dune behind us. Yeah, but I imagine if you wanted to ask that question before you all had moved on, he would have oh, gladly right, right. answered that. All right, let's go. Um, he points out that nothing bad has happened to the people that have gone there, but it's simply eerie, and we have not chosen to orchestrate people moving back in yet. Alright. So, be on our guards. As we, uh, inevitably head in, Ogden's going to pull out his mason shield and be ready. Okay. Tighten my wraps a little bit. All right, let's do this. All right. So you all uh, make it to the bottom of the dune unhindered, but obviously on guard. And as you get to the bottom of the dune, you can see these residential buildings, these shop buildings are just perfectly fine. I mean, you can even look into some of the windowsills and see, like, food still there. And, like, it, it looks like this place just got all of its people left in a hurry almost. Although everything seems to be rather normal. Alright, I'm going to do the, we're in town. Um, I'm just gonna uh, sit down somewhere on like the sidewalk or whatever and do uh, detect magic to see if there's whatever happened here was, it's like a that's still ongoing, uh-huh. 
That's kind of what I'm aiming for. Sure. And that's a ritual spell, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to take 10 minutes. Okay. So while she's doing that, Tim's just going to kind of investigate some of the more physical objects. Like you said, there was like food and meals and things like lying around. Um, like if I'm able to determine like how old the food is given its current state of decay. Well, bear in mind, a lot of the food in this area is made to resist the elements. But, uh, okay. Uh, so, but you imagine it, it lines up pretty consistently with what you've heard about this place. I mean, there's, there's plates of food inside of one house that is just the plates covered in like a light dust of sand. Uh, it just, it looks like this place was maybe five or, well, probably closer to a week and a half, maybe, of just on un- no unattended. And uh, as you sort of poke your head into a couple of buildings, Tenshi, you see in the main street, there seems to be a handle of something sticking out of the sand. Oh, I am not touching that handle. I point it out and say, uh, there's a big handle? Yeah, and by, by, by a handle, I don't mean like a, like a lever or anything. It very clearly looks like a weapon handle. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, I kind of give Ogden a poke and uh, have him come with me. Uh, I'm sorry, Lauren. I stepped away from the uh, computer for a second. What, uh, what ritual are you casting? It's just detect magic. Great, perfect. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, cast detect poison and disease as well. No, I, I actually just asked you to come with me to look at something. I mean, if right. I want to do well, that... After ten minutes. Hmm. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> Alright, then Bork can come with me. Bork, let's go do this thing. Okay. Alright, so, you know, it's just a handle of something. Does it look like a sword? Does it look like an axe? Does it look like a hammer? Uh, hard to, I mean, it looks like it's some... It's definitely not a sword, because, like, the haft of it is not a blade. It's a haft. But whatever... It's, like, sticking up out of the sand... And whatever the head of it is, is, like, in the sand a ways. Right. I don't grab the handle. I just start digging around it. Okay, so you guys have approached it, then? Sure. Sure. I guess. I mean, (laughs) yeah, by the sound of it, if you're going to dig around the sand at the base of it, yeah, I'd say you guys are pretty close to this thing. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, So you and Bork sort of walk and approach this this thing, and uh, when you get about five feet away from it, you can immediately go, This the haft of this weapon is made out of black iron. Fuck! This is much bigger than the last one, apparently. It looks like, you know, about this... Is this the, like a full-size thing? Yes. Like it's, it's not... it, it looks like something you would swing around, like a proper weapon. Just flashbacks to that thing in the woods. Hmm. Like, instead of burying the sword in the ground, he buries the hammer in the ground. Right. And, mm. like, Tenchi just, like, stands up and goes, we Bo- might want to hurry it up on those rituals. Bork, you got any input on this? Not besides wanting or wishing that we had actually taken some of the... So you remember some person had actually, like, discovered a way of handling it? But yeah, the... But I'll have to have to have any of that information. Yeah, that 
that is something that I now immediately regret. Thank you. Um, <laughs> just, that's the only thing that's coming to my mind, really. Um, I'm not touching it. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm not touching well, it either. it doesn't matter, because at this point, it starts to like come out of the ground, uh, come out of the sand, and like hover into the air before you. As the sand sort of like wipes off of it, you can see it is very clearly a big double-headed uh, warhammer of black iron, and out from its handle, a gout of black smoke sort of forms a humanoid form, and a pair of red beaming eyes at what you can perceive as the very humanoid head, and fast is this happening? Pretty, like, let's say that process is five, six seconds. So, faster than I could pull out my weapon and just swing at it? No, I imagine if you want to take a swing at this, you absolutely could. I'm going to say that Bork's going to try to take a swing at it. Go for it. Because Bork doesn't like that thing. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. Are you swinging at the form or the, the Bork? I'll swing at the form. Okay. Because he's going to assume that that's the Sunderer. Okay. That is a... What's that? 21 to hit. Alright. You hit it, and the form is going to take the damage that you rolled, but it is going to use its reaction. It's going to what? Use its reaction. Okay. And, uh... So go ahead and just roll weapon damage. Okay. Well, that is 13. No, wait, hold on. I've got pluses and crap. Um, yeah, hold on. Wait. Sorry. You're good. Is this a fiend, undead, celestial, or fae? It is. Is not. Okay. Well, then I get an additional five of radiant damage. Okay, so. That's whatever I just rolled, what was it, nine plus that? So it was 13 plus five. Alright. 18. So 18 damage then? <coughs> Does that sound right to you? 18 damage? Not asking you, Frodo, you didn't swing the weapon, did you? Yes, it sounds correct. Alright. So, it's going to take its reaction and just bellow the word FOOLS in uh, common. And a pulse of black energy is going to just explode from its form. Both of you make constitution saving throws. Sorry. No, no, it has to be constitution. It's a 15 from Bork. Okay, and Tenchi. 11 total. Okay, both of you fail and are hurled 100 feet back. Damn. And slide through the sand for a few feet and uh, are now back where your party members are as they are mid-ritual. Would either of you like to abandon your ritual spell? How far through? Yes, obviously. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. 
So you come out of the ritual when you hear the word fools yelled, and only a moment later you hear the clanking of, of mail and bodies uh, flopping on the sand, and you look up and there's Tenchi and Bork have been knocked back in your general area. And looking down the road, you can see the fucking Sunderer just chilling like, what up? And it's actually him, it's not just like a gaseous form of him? It was, and as you all sort of get to your feet and assess the situation, uh, armor plates, like, form out of the gas, and uh, a proper face fills the helmet. It is a withered, white-skinned humanoid with a ghastly expression, with vacant eyes that are merely generally gently smoldering uh, red smoke out of their out of its cavities. We're all about a hundred feet away from him. You said. Yep. Well. Four contention are. How much no. further have been in uh, Ogden? I'm just gonna make it easy and say the the group of you are in a in a mob of some kind, a uh, hundred okay. feet away from yeah. this thing, and uh, sure. roll initiative. Oh boy. I thought the was a. The last one you fought might have been, because it was probably not him. What did you? What were you saying? Uh, she's saying she thought that the Sunder was a fiend because she got her bonuses against the last one we fought. Right. Ooh. Yeah, no, I really feel like there's more than one of this guy. Yeah. Uh, on, on my rolls with advantage, I rolled an 11 and then a 12. Hey, consistency. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. All right, let me go down the list. Vin, what's your initiative? Uh, that's a eight. Eight? Tenchi, what's your initiative? Twelve. Ogden, what's your initiative? I got a nine. Bork, what's your initiative? Nine. Bork, oh. what's, Bork what's your dexterity score? Zero. No, what's the... It's yeah. 10. 10. And Ogden, what's your dexterity score? Also 10. Okay. Um, <laughs> roll off? Fuck. Yeah, roll off. No bonuses. I, <laughs> I got a 2. <laughs> you got a 2 and a 1? Yeah, she That's, got a 1. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're off to a fantastic start. Great. No, just get it all out of the way now. We got this. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, the initiative begins, and uh, the the Sunderer raises, grabs his his warhammer with two hands above his head, and uh, is and casts a spell, and the entire town is immediately cloaked in a gentle darkness, like dim light, as clouds form above him, and it begins to hail viciously. Interesting. Well, then. Like, is it, it it's, it's, like, kind of just, like, overcast darkness? It's not, like, actual darkness? Well, you see, like, clouds. Okay. 
So it's not it's not magical darkness. It's not hindering your ability to see, but there it's are now clouds there. above you where there wasn't any, and it's hailing. In the middle of the desert. In the middle of the desert. It actually does do. Yes. The desert very often. Missed out in Arizona. Um, okay. And he seems to sort of stand his ground and sort of mock you to, to attack him. And it is Tenchi's initiative. Kamehameha! Uh, Not from 100 yeah, feet away. Okay. No, I cannot. But that is requires me to be 30 feet away, which I can't do. Step on the wind, doubles my movement speed for a turn. Give me 90 movement speed. Shit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to burn a point for Step on the Wind. And run to be 90 feet from him. Uh, 10 feet from him, rather. Because um, this is a smart idea. <laughs> Alright, so as you run into the, into the town, you are now under the hailing situation. Make a dexterity saving throw. Hey, something I'm good at. Hopefully. So plus six. Okay, plus seven. Twenty-one total. Okay, and you have evasion, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so you take zero damage. Sweetness. Um, so step on the wind was one key point, burning another key point, and I actually went back and reread the rules of the radiant fist. Um, the attack action to launch the fist is free, and I can burn the key point to launch two more. Right, that makes sense. So I'm going to do that. So that puts me four key points, because I lost a little bit due to my deal with the devil. Um, and I'm going to be doing some amount of radiant damage if I hit. Okay, so for the primary attack, rolled 13. Well, what's that in total? Up 13. That was my attack bonus. It was six right. plus a seven. Gotcha. So uh, so total of thirteen. That doesn't make it. Uh, next one is a total of nine. God damn it. <laughs> next, the last one is a total of fourteen. Miss, miss, miss. Whiff, whiff, whiff. And I'm within ten feet of him. So you throw your little barrage out, and he sort of deflects all three of your radiant balls of light with his hammer. Yeah, they probably just look like fists. Right. Alright, next on the initiative order is Ogden. Wait, as a head of Vin? Oh, wow. Yeah, Vin got Alright. Using my stubby little dwarf legs, I'm going to run 20 feet closer to him. Alright, as you enter the storm, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, bummer. So you put your shield over your head. Yeah, I got a four, so nope. There's my marker. Alright, you suffer... Uh, six bludgeoning damage and five cold damage. Ooh. All right. That's rough. I'll be right back and on my marker real quick. Keep going with that. Okay. Uh, okay, so we'll go to Bork. Bork, it's your initiative. I guess Bork's going to run in, too, and try to get as close as he can and have to take a dexterity saving throw. Yep. Pass. 15. That passes. Hey! 
I get 30 feet closer. And you take... Um, two points of bludgeoning damage and two points of cold damage. Okay. Now I'm now 60 feet away from him, or 70 feet or something like that? Um, well, yeah, So you, but you could take the bonus action to dash... Or the, the, the regular action to dash and move your movement speed again. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. Get closer. And actually attack next round. Yep. Alright, and uh, Vin, it's your initiative. Alright, I am going to try a... Um, I'm going to cast with my staff, cold monster, uh, choose a creature within range. Target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. Does oh. that mean that they can't do any spells? Um, they can't move. Now that means that they can't cast spells that have somatic components to them because they can't perform the gestures. So, okay, some spells would be off limits, but not all spells. Alright, well, I'm still gonna try for it. Okay, and what's the, what's the difficulty check on that? Um, target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Um, Which is based off of your, your, your numbers. So it's 8 plus your proficiency plus your casting stat modifier. 8 plus my proficiency plus wait what I'm, I'm sorry I don't normally do saving throw things so okay, let me check so your I have a three as my proficiency bonus um, and what's your spell casting plus uh, my spell save no so okay what's your what's your charisma score my charisma score is uh, four. Okay, so your charisma stat's 18? Yeah. Alright, so it's plus four. And so mm -hmm. it's your proficiency plus that number. So seven plus eight. Mm -hmm. Which is the base. Okay. So Why you're, is it plus eight? It's just the base okay. that everything builds off of. Okay. Like your AC. Is... And I, my staff gives me a plus two to all saving throws, so well, that's... we get another plus two. No, no, no. That's... Saving throws are DCs. The, the 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 saving throw bonus from your staff is for you to survive saving throws. It doesn't right. make your saving throws more difficult. Okay. So it's still 15. Yeah, so 15, and he fails. Now, yeah. I hate to rain on this little parade, but Cold Monster, that works on humanoids now? Uh, no. But he's also not a humanoid. Oh. Well, he's humanoid in the sense that he's bipedal and walks upright. Oh, I didn't even consider that. It just says it works on a creature, and I assume that yep. humanoids counted as creatures as well, but they're not. Okay. Uh, let me check the spell. 
The other one would be hold person, not hold monster. That makes sense. Correct. I believe so, yeah. However, if he's a monstrous humanoid, that might affect him. <laughs> this manifestation might count as a monster. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it it is a it is a mon, it is a monster for the sake of the spell. So you, you did cast the correct spell. Wow! <laughs> Talk about dumb luck. <laughs> Go I was going to say fortuitous circumstances, but okay, dumb luck is a good one too. <laughs> uh, so he clearly becomes affected by the by the 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 effect of this spell. However. Because, of course, there's a however. Yeah, I don't think it will saves every round. Hold on. <laughs> he is yep. going to use his uh, fighter class feature of Indomitable to re-roll his failed save. And he has to take the new save. And oh, he re-rolled a 1. And he, and he re-rolled into a 20. Yep. And is going to shake off the effects that initially bound him. So you saw that it affected him, but then he just, like, refused. But, uh... You could also would imagine he probably doesn't have the ability to just do that every round, so... Okay. So, uh, Vin, this is gonna be a great combo for us sooner or later. Uh, you whole person, or whole monster thing, I cast Shade's Ire on them, and they just whittle away to damage over time. <laughs> mm. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Next uh, is Ogden. Can you take your initiative now? Uh, yeah. So I moved twenty feet. Got the uh, got pelted with uh, hail. Right. I'm gonna move the use the rest of my movement to move another twenty feet. So you're gonna take the dash action? Yeah, dash. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're good. All right. It's gonna be the zero, and. Uh, he will raise his hammer up high with one hand and yell, Who will be tested? Is he actually asking this at the party? Ogden, you're being tested. I want you to make a saving throw with your highest stat. My highest stat would be my wisdom. So here we go. That's going to be a 24. Jesus All right. Christ. You pass. I rolled an 18. I'm you... sorry, a 21. A 21. Okay. That's... Plus three. All right. Oh, wait, no, I get to add my proficiency bonus to that, don't I? So, yeah, yeah, I was right, 24. All right. So a black mist swirls around you, and through your your dedication to the crystals and your cause, you sort of, like, shake the the feeling off of you and are able to not be affected by whatever that was trying to do. Hmm. And uh, it is now the Sunderer's initiative. He is going to sort of grab his Warhammer before him and, like, take a step to the side. And as he does so, there are now two copies of him. Great. Mirror image. Great. Both copies are going to run to either side of Tenchi and make melee attacks at you. That's not mirror image. Great. There is two attacks swinging at you. Alright, I'm gonna uh, parry the first one. That hits. So 1d6. Hold on, let me tell you if he actually hits you. <laughs> okay. If I remember correctly, you're not exactly the easiest thing to hit. Not anymore. 
Okay, I've got a critical. Yeah. Oh, probably. Oh, shit. And a 19, a 21, and a 14. So a 19, a 21, and a 14. Oh, sorry. I only said two hits, didn't I? My bad. Yes. All right, so I'll keep the critical and take everything else away except for the lower one. So I assume that the 14 misses. Yes. And you've been critical. Okay. Uh, I'm still going to parry that. But Probably a good parry. call. <laughs> uh, oh, plus my deck modifier. Okay, so that's a bonus. Okay, shave seven off of whatever I'm about to be bitch slapped with. So, all right, that's twenty-two damage. <laughs> And, Ow? and and sorry, how much did you parry? Because I didn't reduce it. Oh, oh, uh, that was a total of seven, so I took one. You took you yeah, took fifteen. Fifteen, thank you. People who are good at math. And you don't have any resistances to necrotic damage, do you? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, then you take full damage. Okay, good to know. Also, and, uh, ow. And then he is uh, going to. Look back at Ogden uh, after he attacks Tenchi, and sort of, sort of seems to hesitate on further actions. Uh, it is Tenchi's, Tenchi's initiative. Um. So there's one currently not looking at me. No, they're both sort of like turned to you and like aware of you in a in a fight sense. But, yeah. but clearly they're both giving Ogden some manner of attention. That's weird. Okay. Um, and I can split my attacks into, yeah. into to like, each two different them. targets. Yeah. Okay. We're on another key point. Gave myself flurry of blows. Uh-huh. Uh, primary attack against one target. Primary attack against the other target. Flurry blow on one target. Flurry blow on the other target. So two and two. Right. One, one of each type on one and two. So he's doing the cowboy thing. Pow, 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 pow. Right. Right, that. But that made sense, right? Like each one's taking I, a regular I, attack. I understand that. So just uh, let's just say left and right. Let's do left target first. All right, left target first. This is regular attack for 26. Okay. And Flurry of Blow is 17. Okay. Uh, one of those will hit. You want to go ahead and roll your hits on the other one? Uh, yeah. So regular attack for the right one, 19. Okay. And uh, Flurry of Blow attack for the other one, 18. All right. So you hit the right guy twice, and you hit okay. the... The, the left one once with your normal attack. Right. So, so your, your, your two blows to the right guy are going mm -hmm. to go into him, and with the second one, his form is going to wobble and illusionarily dissipate. Great. Whereas your, awesome. Whereas your, your one primary attack clanks into armor and deals damage, roll damage. 
Yay! Uh, I'll that. 1d6 plus 4. No, that's empty. Oh, 8. 8 total damage. Okay. Yeah, I hit him. And now it is Ogden's initiative. Okay. Now, question. My channel divinity gives me plus 10 to hit. Can that be applied to a spell attack? I'm looking that up right now. I'm trying to see. I don't know. because I would be pretty surprised if it didn't specify melee attack. When you make an attack roll, you can use your channel divinity to gain a plus 10 bonus to the roll. Right, you make then. this choice. Either roll, uh, but before the DM says it, whether it hits or misses, it just says when you make an attack. Yep, then I suppose that it can be used on any kind of attack. All right, well, in that case, I'm going to, uh, one, move up my uh, other 20 feet, so I'm now, I should be, what, about 40 feet away from him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the, you're the And cast Guiding Bolt on the, uh, on the guy who's still standing. Okay. Not an illusion, obviously. He's going to... Oops. Hold on, he's going to take his reaction and counterspell. Hmm, this could be bad. Is Guiding Bolt a third level or lower spell? Yes, it is. It is immediately counted. Wow, counterspell's a reaction? Counterspell is a reaction. I need to get that spell. <laughs> yep. All right, well, save me from uh, wasting my uh, my And I'm still 40 feet out. All right, next. Okay. Bork, you're up. Bork's going to charge him. All right. Go for it. And then 18 to hit. That will hit. Well, at the very least, Vin, at least I uh, blew his reaction for the turn for you, so you can hit him with a spell. Hopefully. Should I do damage or should I be a support person? <sighs> I'm also going to um, burn one of my spells and divine smite him. Alright. So get ready. Okay, go ahead. A second level spell, so and you're sure he's not undead or a fiend. <laughs> I am absolutely <laughs> positive <laughs> that he is not an undead or a fiend. A celestial or fae. Uh-huh. Oh, 16, Plus one because I've got a plus one. Thirty-four damage. And doesn't all sorts of crazy shit happen whenever she smites somebody? Like he yeah. gets nailed into the ground. We get uh, ice. I get ice. We now get um plus uh, one plus one d four I think it's a one d four. One a one d four um of ice damage. Get sunken into the ground. Half his body heights. Um, I'm going to say that he's blind. Okay. Um, what else does he do? Uh, I think Bork just single-handedly fucked this guy. <laughs> I think With an axe. he does. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. 
Yes. So now, what's the range on that uh, blessing of ice? I think it's within 30 feet. And I'm at 40, so I'm too far out. Oh, well. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> you two are the big damage doers, so you kind of need it. Alright. So he has been put halfway into the ground and, uh, and is affected by the blindness spell. And is that your initiative? Um, I want to get another attack. Yes. Right now. So, yeah, I'm going to hit him again. All right. Because why, why not? Exactly. That's not going to hit, though. It's 9 plus 8. So that's 7. Yeah, that misses. Right. Nope, benchmark is in mm-hmm. That's still a pretty good hit. Yeah. All right. It is... Okay, let's go ahead and just do it now. Um, everyone that's in the ice, which is everyone but Ven, make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, that might carry. I got 15 or 16. That's a 15. Stop copying me. Okay. Chenchi got 17. Okay. 15. 15? All right, the two of you, yep. the two of you um, fail. And Bummer. He and Tenchi succeeds. Yay, no damage. So he takes no damage, and the two of you take 14 damage. Holy crap. Eight of it bludgeoning, six of it cold. Mm-hmm. Um, Vin, why don't you go ahead and take your initiative then? Me? Yep. Okay. So I do I get the bonus for what fire? Um, because of forks. No. Like, no. Uh, yeah, you're you're not close enough. Okay. Um, I am gonna go with fireball. Okay. So, um, I don't think I rolled a hit. I think. He rolls a... Dex save. Dex save, yeah. So do Bork and so do I. Yep. Um... Well, I assume I can hit them without... Uh, All three of them are in melee, so it would be impossible to shape the spell unless you had the ability to do so. Okay, um... Wait, was this fireball or fireball? Fireball. Oof. Are they within five feet of the guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're both in. in we're US. both smacking the dude. Okay. Um, I didn't. Well, I don't want to totally. Okay. Um. And that right there is the difference between a chaotic neutral and a true neutral uh, warlock. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Never mind. I'm going to go for Cold Monster again. Okay. Because I don't think any of my spells... I guess I can Magic Missile them. Um, you can always Witch Bolt. Or, uh, Witch Bolt's bolt only 60 Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. You get Eldritch Blast. Actually, I think Witch Bolt might even be 30 feet. I uh, think about it. So and you is, get two of those. What, what spell are you casting? What? What spell are you casting? 
Um, I'm going to do Hold Monster. All right. I'll be honest. You said Hold Monster earlier. I rolled the save. He failed. Uh, and then I got really excited when you seemed unsure about casting Hold Monster. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, no, he failed it. So he is now paralyzed. Okay. <laughs> and he cannot use reaction. <laughs> but he does get will saved for a round, so let's not get cocky. Right. right. But if I'm remembering correctly, it also means he loses his dex bonus on our move. Let me check all the condition words for being paralyzed. Because I'm so shitty, I always just pull out the fucking DM screen instead of actually looking it up normally. <laughs> that works. Alright, paralyzed creature is incapacitated and can't move. Automatically fails strength and deck saves. Uh, attack rolls against it are made with advantage. And any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of it. Oh, oh, oh baby. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. So he's blind and paralyzed. Right. Um, okay, so it is the Zero Initiative. You hear the words echo. Who will be tested? Uh, Kenshi, make a... What's your uh, lowest... That. In intelligence of 10. Well, intelligence or charisma. They're both 10. Okay, we'll do charisma. Okay, so just a straight d20? Well, yeah, I mean, you get whatever bonuses you would get to it, but... Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get any. So it's literally just a straight d20. Okay. 19. Alright. You're able to shake off the effects of, of uh, whatever was trying to manipulate you. Okay, roulettes. All right, it is a new round. The Sunderer is first, and he will. The only people the next to him will gently hear him sort of like whisper a command, and he casts Dimension Door and teleports um, thirty feet past his meleeists and is ten feet. But uh, behind Ogden, and is therefore closer to Vin. So he just teleported. Yeah, he cast Dimension Door. Is going to make a make a Wisdom saving throw for hold. Okay, he will fail, and is still paralyzed. And then. He will bonus action, action surge, and then make another, and use his action to uh, save again. Yes! Alright, it cost a lot, but we got there. So we act he action surges, take another action, dedicates that action to um, will save again, or wisdom save, and makes it. But he is completely out of action. So he literally spent his entire turn getting out of that shit pickle. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to save him, because he's only 40 feet from me. And, uh, well, yeah. But he's not paralyzed anymore, so your hits aren't crits. 
Oh, he's not paralyzed. Yeah. So he dimension door. Oh, right, right, right. He's still blind. It's just... Okay. Uh, Tenchi, it's your initiative. Uh, I'm gonna run up and smack him in the back. Because I can do that. Mm, seven. So, first attack is a 16. Okay. He is going uh, to use his reaction to repost you since you've missed him. Fuck! Fucking fighter feet! Goddamn! Um, that is a 19 to hit. Damn it! Alright, that's 19 damage as well. Wow. Yeah, we're really good on that. Yeah. Alright, go ahead and go for your rest of your attacks. And you said 19 damage, right? Correct. Uh, five of it was, five of it was necrotic. That's cool. Um, so second attack is... That is not what I want to push. 23. Okay, that hits. And the martial arts bonus action special flippy attack is a 15. Which misses. So you have one hit. Yes. Once, so it's a 1d6 plus 7 plus a 1d4. So, 9 plus 4 is 13 total damage, 4 of which is cold. Okay. How much was that in total? I'm sorry, I did not pay attention. 13. Okay. And we'll go ahead and keep this consistent at this point. Make a deck save now. From the okay. Hand. 13. Uh, you fail. You will take half of this damage. Right. Uh, that's three. This is the total that you're taking. I'm doing the half for you. Three okay. bludgeon and five uh, cold. So, so an eight. additional eight on top of the nineteen. So twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Uh, I'm I'm in I'm in rough shape. I've got eight hit points. You should get out of there. Like, yeah, totally. I have, I'll heal you. So I've got land But yeah, that's that's my entire turn. Okay. And it is now Ogden's initiative. Alright. So uh this hail effect, is this uh magical you'd say? Yeah, let's go on that. Dispel magic. Okay, you dispel the ice storm. Oh, just like that? Oh, actually, it must it have is, been less than looking for it. it. Is, uh, if it's three or lower, it's automatically dispel. If it's four or higher, I have to roll. That's right. Um, and I assume you're casting it as a third level spell. Yes. Okay. Then, yeah, you have to make. What's the check? I always forget. Uh, it is the ten plus the spell level. Okay, go for it then. Yep, I believe a 24 is going to pass that. Yep, yeah, most likely. Alright, so yeah, it's that, level and then we run over to be an angry little dwarf in front of the guy. Okay, you are standing next to the Sunderer. Alright. Well, hey, this is where uh, Sentinel comes into play, because anytime 
an opponent attacks. Uh, bu- 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 hold on a second. Can take an opportunity attacks when an adjacent foe attacks an adjacent ally. So you are now protected by me. Sentinel's so good. Yeah, man. <laughs> Alright. So that took care of the ice problem. That takes care of the tenchi problem, mostly. Alright, that's my action. Alright, Bork. No, no, no. The problem that would be tenchi dead on the floor. Mm, that's just status quo. Alright, Bork, go for it. Lay on hands is a action, like a not a movement action, but a standard action. Yeah, action. it's a regular action. So you could move up yeah, and action. then use lay on hands on Tenchi. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do that and heal him for 20 HP. Okay. Tenchi, you receive 20 hit points. Yay! <laughs> Use them wisely. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Now, don't spend these all in one place, young man. Lark. Now, however, you notice that when you heal him, uh-huh. there also seems to be a chained effect where some of the positive energy that you put into Tenchi gets sapped by the Sunderer, and he is also healed for 10. Oh, because nobody feels this thing, I guess. <laughs> So wait, did uh, did Tenchi still get the full twenty? Then yes. the Sunderer just got an additional ten. Yep. Yeah. I mean, wow. I've also been the only one to be hit by him, so it might be some sort of connection. Well, me. no, we've also got uh, damage from the ice storm. Yeah, but I've also been the only one directly affected by him. True. I'm guessing it was something to do with his thing. No, because I I passed that. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right, Vin, it's your initiative. Okay. I'm uh, gonna go with Eldritch Blast. Alright. Go for it. Is the 17 to hit? Nah, that's a miss. Okay. Oh, I get to roll another one. Yeah, I you, get, two. you get two bolts. I roll them so. separately. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That is a. Uh, 22. Okay, that'll hit. Okay. Force damage. Roll uh-huh. your, um... Hmm? What's it, D10 plus charisma damage? Mm-hmm. Alright, go for it. Uh, that's a 10. In total? Mm-hmm. Alright. He takes 10 damage. And it's back to where he was before he stole some of the healing. Okay, it is zero on the initiative. You'll hear again echo throughout the clouds or uh, the area. Who will be tested? Bork. Wait, who, who's that? Uh, it's just like it, echoing. Just hear you in the air. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bork, you're being tested. What is your lowest stat? Um. Dexterity. It's what? Dexterity. And what's uh, so? Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw at disadvantage. Oof, these are getting bad. I guess the more people who fail his test. Yeah, I know. And then Tenchi had to use his lowest. Now you're using your lowest at disadvantage. They're getting worse every round. Until eventually, game is left. Uh, six. Oh, All right. Oh, well, that, that is a failure. For the rest of this initiative round, you are controlled by the Sunderer. Okay. That's bad. 
Hi guys. <laughs> Alright, uh, Tenchi, you're up. Now bear in mind, okay. no one is aware. Well, I guess it would, it would, yeah, you guys are close to each other. It would be obvious. Um, there is a, a smoldering black uh, hammer symbol hovering behind Mork's head. And her eye and his eyes smolder with uh, black smoke. Mm, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Uh, I would say remember that I just healed you, but don't remember that. <laughs> I'm gonna do the only thing I can do, and that's keep you from being able to charge and do extra damage and get bonuses. Yeah. So I'm gonna just be a big old problem. I'm using. Disengage is your movement action, correct? Well, you use the bonus action to di- to disengage, and what that okay. does is it makes or isn't no, I think disengage is a regular action that enhances your move action to not provoke attacks of opportunity. Okay, good. Then I'm doing this right. Uh, burning another key point for another step on the win. Taking disengage is my bonus action. There you go. Moving up to Bork. Well, Bork's standing right next to you. Yeah. Oh, right. Wait. Yeah. You were able to get 40, 40 yeah, feet? Yeah, your hand was literally just on your back. Oh. Yeah, I healed you. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I thought you were further away than that. I don't know why. I'm right next to you. Yeah. Uh, literally laid on hands. Okay. So I'm going to grapple for <laughs> Okay. Never mind then. Screw, screw that whole step on the wing <laughs> thing. That never happened. All right. I'm just going to grapple a half-orc real quick. Give me sure. a minute, guys. Uh, now, they make an opposed athletics or acrobatics. Correct. So you go ahead and make your grapple and set your DC. Okay. Wait. I, okay, I don't think I've ever done grapple in, in 5th edition. How? What do I do? So he rolls, oh. a, he, he rolls an attack, basically. And that yes. attack does not hit or miss, it just sets an escape DC. And when he does it, you get to make a uh, athletics or acrobatics um, your choice, which, spoilers, considering you're being controlled, it's going to be whatever's higher, which is athletics. Yeah. And then... Okay. No, sorry, keep going. So he's going to tell us what the escape DC is, and then uh, you're going to make a check to see if you can either resist getting grappled or if he is successfully able to grapple you. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because this is really good. B to 26. <laughs> I rolled a 19. Pretty nice. I mean, entirely possible, though. Yeah, just that 20. You're very lucky I rolled very low because I've got like a plus 7 to my athletics. Yeah. But yeah. I have rolled a 2. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, we were literally matched. Yeah, like, right. I had a plus seven too. So, so you are, you are, Bork is now grappled. Okay. Uh, and that's my attack action for the turn. Right. Do you want to move? Huh? Do you move? want to move? No, I'd be dragging an orc with me, which well, is probably not great. I mean. There's a lot of reasons why it's not so great because like the sunder is right there and all, but you know. 
I, I, I really can't because it's either provoking attack with the opportunity and dragon orc, or Man, I totally not. just skipped the Sunderer's turn. Fuck. Oh well. Oh, anyway, he'll take it. He'll take it after Tenchi. Okay. Um. Like in the whole process of like putting him in a sleeper hold, he's just like, "Remember yourself. Don't do this." Okay. And that's it. Like, that's all I really can do. Right. I've taken him out of the fight, but now it's just you two. Good okay. luck. And it is now the Sunderer's turn, apparently. And uh, the Sunderer is going to... So, the... Okay. Yeah, alright. So, the Sunderer is going to take the attack action, but is going to expend a superiority die to... Uh, forego one of his attacks, and so he'll only attack Ogden once, but will uh, command his ally, Bork, to make a weapon attack on uh, on Tenchi. Can he do that while grappled? Yeah. Yes, it's just a disadvantage. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. I don't need this right now. So, I'll do his attack first. Alright. Um, does a 20 hit you? Nope. 21 AC. Okay. God damn. So he misses. <laughs> Full and a seal. Definitely no. He, he misses you, and then at disadvantage. Fork, I believe that's your cue. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm doing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, hold on. I just gotta show you guys. Don't tell if, you. It's, if it's two twenties or something. Shit, I can't. I can't show you. <laughs> what, what is it? Those two d twenties there are both re twenty. Damn. Can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't show it, but it's the best I can do. It's real. It's really real. <laughs> we Bye guys. Well, I don't believe Kenny plays with the three uh, twenty insta give rule. No, but well, you know twenty. I, I've seen what twenty from Fort can do. Yeah. Oh yes. This is true. Yeah. Hey, Smite only works on uh, people of opposite alignments, right? No. Oh, shit. No, no that's a 3-5 thing. So, Bork is so going you're grappled, to... and you're, like, rolling around the ground, and you hit Tenchi, and you pound him into the ground. That's assuming he smites. No, Bork is not going to, to smite. <laughs> okay, but, you got luck. Yeah. Um, don't you have... Don't you have uh, like ensnaring strike and, and, and stuff, ensnaring smite, like the spell smites. What? Okay. Don't. Uh, yes. Which which of the spell smites do you have? Because he's gonna cast one of those. Branding smite. Okay. Is that the only one? Yep, that's the only one. It's the next time you hit a creature with a weapon attack before the spell ends. The weapon gleams with astral radiance as you strike. The attack deals an extra 2d6 radiant damage to the target, which becomes visible if it's invisible, and the target sheds dim light in a 5-foot radius and can't become invisible until the spell ends. Are you sure you don't have blinding smite? I would just really, really like that. Really? Okay. No, okay. I do not have that. All right, that's fine. Okay, so we're going to max out 
2d6. Well, I no. Those wouldn't get maxed out. So what's your regular weapon damage maxed out? Um, I've got a d12 great axe that I use. That's also a plus one radiant great axe. All right, so 13. And it also deals with every round, every hit, every... The first hit every round, um, 1d6 radiant damage. Okay, so 19. I doubt that he... Yeah, I doubt that he's a fiend on Dead Celestial Face, so he doesn't get that. Um, and then I've also got adding my strength and my proficiency you, plus 7. You don't add your proficiency to damage. Proficiency, so it's just plus 4, sorry. So it's 17 then? Yes. Alright, so 17 damage plus the 5 fire damage from Branding Strike is uh, 22 damage. Close, I'm at six. Oh shit, hold on, I lied. I, he, you get to add the uh, superiority die to that. Please be low. It's ten! I'm, I'm done, I'm down. That's it, that's the end of my hit point. Alright. I'm sorry. No, you're not. I got you, and then I took it away from you. <laughs> Alright. Uh, is... You had to get two fucking 20s. We couldn't alive. And with, with I got a ten. The Sunder <laughs> assessing that one of the threats is down is going to leave Ogden to bork and turn and run towards uh I get an attack of opportunity. Yes you do. Yes I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Plus my to hit. And eighteen. That hits. God, I can't remember the last time I've actually hit with my fucking weapon. <laughs> Let's see. Um, where are you? The so 1d8. Uh, 3 plus my strength plus my proficiency. Yep, yep, yep. So, grand total of 8 damage. I believe this uh, mace does a bunch of stuff as well. He's not fiend or undead though, right? Correct. Still. Is he under... Is he... What the hell does this say? Um, you know, I think this is only for Fiend or Undead, but if less than 25 HP, will save DC 15 Destroyer Fear? Thank you! Bless you. Yeah, I think that's for Fiend or Undead. Yeah, that makes sense. Alright, so, I tinked him for any damage. Okay. And his movement speed becomes zero. Yep, so he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> little miracles, guys, little miracles. Yeah, right? Yeah, like somehow Tenchi's like coughing up blood and still not dead. It is now Tenchi's initiative. Uh, I'm sorry, it was just yours before the Sunder. Never mind. It is Ogden's initiative. Ogden's initiative. <sighs> what What was that he did to uh, control Bork? Was that a spell or just an ability? Um, yeah. You don't know. Okay, then. All right, well... Fuck it, I'm just going to lay into this guy. Attack. All right. That is a... Ooh, I rolled an 18. Yeah, 24 to hit. That, that's got him. And then I'm going to use one of my... Uh, it's not my channel divinity, but it's my... Uh, more thing to use a bonus action to attack again. Uh-huh. So I'm going to attack him again. And that's a 19 that time. Okay. So two hits. Yeah, come back here. 
Alright, 7 plus 5, 12 damage, and another 9 damage, 21 damage total. Pop, pop, pop. Alright, so the War Priest thing that gives you the extra attack, you can only do that a number of times equal to your Wisdom modifier between long rests. Yeah, yeah, and I've got a Wisdom mod of 3 currently, so i got two more times that I can do that. Gotcha. I didn't know what the limitation on that was, I was just looking it up. Yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, but absolutely. But I, I do melee so rarely that right. I tend to forget that I have it. And it's <laughs> that was how much damage in total between those two hits? What did I say, 21? I think I said 21. Okay. So, that's 106. So, oop. I still uh, technically have a movement action. Um, you do. I'm going to... Can I shift around and put myself in between him and Vin? Yeah, sure, you could do that. Okay. Might as well use my movement for something. All, All right, right, I believe that's my turn. Yep. And next is Bork. Bork is going to stand up, slump, slump off the uh, the corpse, that's or the 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 unconscious person, and uh, run towards Vin. I'm so sorry. Running past me? Yeah, take that reaction that you don't have. Oh, that's right. That was this round already, wasn't it? Oh, Rip, man. Uh, I can't. I've already used my reaction to stop him from moving. I mean, Vim's still pretty far out. Uh, no. Ogden had only ran, what, 40 feet into the ice storm? No, oh, 60, because I used three movement actions to get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and one then, was a double. And then you turned around and ran 10 feet back to yes. get in a melee. So, yeah, so 50 by my count? Yeah. Charge 50 in a single round? All I know is that in order to get from where I thought Ben was, I had to take an entire round to run. Mm -hmm. And then my next one, I could run the rest of the distance and charge. Right. Bear in mind, we have gone back towards Vin half of that distance. Then, yeah, I could make it in one round. If if I moved, I think both. Yeah, you would. I don't think you can. But wouldn't be able to attack. No, I not would not normally. be able to attack. Well, so what? Because the, I've got thirty. Right. Let me look at Paladin oh, shit real quick. We said that we were a hundred, so that would be yeah. fifty. So if I I could do thirty, and then another movement to get the rest of the way. But I do not think I can attack. No. On this so, round. So you might be safe then. Somebody please down me. Well, the only option is me or her. Uh, the the wall thing that she created. Yeah, that might be her only safe. Do that. I don't know. I feel like it's better to just try and take out the sunder and then like the spell on you will be gone. Well, yeah. But there's no need Your spells can go through that wall, can't it? Nope. No. That, that wall blocks everything. It's a wall of force. Physical, magical, hell, even mental, I think. <laughs> I think it was only physical. I think it didn't stop spells. Yeah, because I seem to remember her keep her um, casting spells at that, what was it, a giant or something like that? Yeah, yeah but I thought that's because it was on a uh, horizontal plane above us, and she's just open as his shins. I don't know. Alright, do you have any? Do you have any spells left? They we can go back and re 
listen to the podcasts. Or just read up <laughs> on the, the spell. Mm. Bork, do you What's have up, any Ken? spell slots left? Yeah, I've got plenty. Uh, do you have any second level spells? Um, do you want me to list off the ones that I have? No, I just need to know how many spell slots you have. Yeah. Um, I've used up, well, now two of my second level, okay. and I think I have, like, three. three. Yeah, so you have one spell slot uh, left for that? Huh? So you have one spell slot of second level? Uh, okay, so you are going to. I don't know about in the book. I don't know. Here we go. I mean, I'm looking right at it, so yeah. You only have one spell slot left. So you're going to walk over to the Sunderer, the five feet that you have to do for that, and and cast Cure Wounds at second level on him. Do I have to? No, Pork, don't do it. Actually, yes. No, I don't have that spell. You don't have cure wounds? Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious. <laughs> I'm the healer. Yeah, he's huh. the fucking healer. I'm the fucking smiter. Kenny. All right, then tell me what your spell list is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got Misty Step, Bane, Heroism, Hunter's Mark, Zone of Truth, Bless, and Command. Fuck it, you're just going to hit Ogden in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yay for not having a tax bonus. I am not a healer, Kenny. (laughs) Thank goodness. I'm a fucking damage doer. And you've already used all of your lay on hands, right? Yeah, I assume so. You only have 20 lay on hand, right? No, I've got 30. Okay, but all right, I'm. I, I'd rather you just deal fucking damage to Ogden anyway. All right. Yeah, so I've got I've got seven left. Damn it! <laughs> I wanted to save some for me in case Ooh. I got it. In case. And, 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 and I how, should have given it all the there. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, and what's your plus to hit? Uh, to hit it total, it would be a plus eight. And you scored twice, right? Yes, I hit twice. All right, so that's a 25 and a 23 to hit you. Those both hit. I'm not as tanky as I thought I was. So that's... Um, so for a non... For, for a dwarf, you just do weapon damage plus one plus strength, right? Real quick, can I make a like a will save or something like that to break out of this? <laughs> Believe me, this is not as bad as you guys think it is. All right, all right, all right. So, what was the question? Your weapon damage when you hit someone that isn't, you know, all of the fiend and celestial and sylvan and all that shit, hitting just a dwarf, it's weapon. It's a plus five. Weapon die plus five. Okay, so you're gonna take yes. twenty damage. Ow. <laughs> that hurt. And I'm, I'm feeling it. Yep. And Vin, you're yeah, up. Yeah, what's that like? Okay. Um. Shoot this motherfucker. How far away are they from me? Uh, about 50 feet. Alright, I'm going to move up 20 feet. Okay. And I'm going to cast Witch Bolt at 4th level. <laughs> Whoa! 
That's gonna hurt. Uh, well, if it hits, got this. Yeah, for the love of God, don't hit me. No, that's like. No, I know, I know. Do it. <laughs> I rolled a two. Which is worse than rolling a one because I can re-roll one. Uh, I think you can re-roll a two. What? No, no, that's just the force thing. Never mind. That's me for damage. Yeah, I'm afraid that's a miss then. Yeah. Even plus, yeah, that's like a 15 or something. You get plus 13 to hit? No, no, because I get plus two for my staff, and then plus... Proficiency in casting, so... Yeah, proficiency... Plus nine, so it's an 11. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm afraid that's a miss. Okay, great. Now I only have one spell left, plus my staff. Sorry, guys. All right, it's the end of the initiative... And Bork regains control of your character. Oh boy. It now, you hear it again. Who will be tested? Not me. Vin, what is your highest stat? Okay, so how. Charisma? Okay, make a, make, a, make a charisma saving throw. Fourteen. Is your total save? Mm-hmm. Um, that is a fail. You are now under the control of the Sunderer. Bummer, dude. So what was that? Like two, three rounds that uh, that work was controlled? No, just one round. It was. No, yeah. it- oh, that's right. He used superiority dice to give you extra actions. Yeah. He forced you to use wow. your reaction. To attack somebody and then took your turn and you walked over and bopped Ogden. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got levels in fighter and other classes, so he's you know doing everything he's got. He honestly True. actually kind of low on resources at this point, so it's going to devolve <laughs> into just uh, I walk over <laughs> and I hit them with my weapon. Hit this encounter. Mm-hmm. Orc is getting pretty sick of possession. Just putting it out there. That's terribly unfortunate because that's kind of the mo of this guy. <laughs> uh, okay, so initiative resets. The Sunderer goes first, and he is going to uh, recognize that, you know, Bork's no longer under his control and is uh, is going to attack Bork. And I get an attack of opportunity. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's Sentinel. So go for it. Uh, but... You know what? I'm going to go ahead and use my channel divinity to give that a plus 10, making uh-huh. that an even 21. Alright. Uh, Alright, you, you hit. Damage. damage. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Alright, 9 total. Okay, so 9 damage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alright. He His speed is reduced to 0. Yep. God Sentinel is so good. He is going to then cast Dimension Door and teleport right next to Vin. Oh, no, you don't. 
get back here. <laughs> Bork's pissed. Sure. And uh, he is going to... Now, I guess... Yeah, Dungeon Door's bonus action. He is going to use the uh, use action on Vin, and he is going to take her staff of power from her. Oh, oh shit. No, no. Oh, this could be bad. This could be... No, we're pretty big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Vin. And uh, that will be his turn, unfortunately. Let me add him. Uh, Tenchi. I'm if I don't get it back. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's up? Tenchi, make a death save, buddy. <sighs> this is first or second? First. First, okay. first, first. Uh, and it's just a straight d20, right? Yep. So Come on, man. You've been in worse. It's a nine. All right, that's a fail. I lied. I'm sorry. You know, you could smack me with, like, a healing potion or whatever. Okay, it is Ogden's initiative. Ogden's going... Uh, how far away from Tenshi is he? More than five feet? No. No? Okay. I'm going to reach out and smack him with the cure uh, wounds. Reach out. Blowing one of my... Uh, let's see. I want to save my fourth levels, but I'll uh, expend a third level on this. Okay. To give him 3d8. Alright. Now it's 3d8 plus what? Plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Yeah. Alright, so... Wow. Come on, let's roll a little bit better than that. How many magical items are you allowed to have a tune to you at once? Um, the base game says that you can only have three items attuned to you at once. I have uh, home-ruled it that you can have an amount of items attuned to you at the same time equal to your proficiency modifier. Ooh, that makes sense. Alright, uh, you're healed for seven. And then it's going to run 20 feet after the Sunbird, going, Get back here! Alright, you I'm cross... With you, yet. you cross about half the distance. Um, okay. It is now Bork's initiative. How close am I to this thunder? 50 feet. God damn it. If he couldn't, if he couldn't make the distance as Bork and hit Vin in the yeah. face, then you can't Well, I didn't know it. if he actually moved his Bork or not. He, um, he did okay, not. Okay, well then, I'm going to move... I'm going to take a bonus action to battle to kill this guy. And then, and then, and then, and then, right. So you're and attacking then I'm advantage. going to throw a javelin at him. All right. Now you can throw two if you want. Yeah, I've got two too, so I'll probably look at a throwing two. Go for it. And I get advantage now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm gonna kill him. Um, I assume you also move first, right? Yeah, I'm moving then throwing. Okay, because I'm fairly moving. certain. Bowing to kill, then throwing. Gotcha, because I'm fairly certain Bow of Amenity has a range of 30 feet, but you're good. It does. Yeah. So that's why I'm moving in that way. Yep. And throwing. Move, bow, attack, action, throw, throw twice, go for it. Let so that's an 18 to hit for the first one. And then. That is a lot for the second one. 
What's all, is it a critical or is it just over uh, 20? No, it's not a critical. It's a 16 plus 8. So 24. 24. All right, two hits, roll damage. All right. Almost max damage on both of them. Um, so that would be a 10 and a 9. Okay, so 19 damage then. And I don't have any more javelins. Goodbye, javelins. You served me well. Alright. So yeah, you, you, your, your two javelins sink into him quite thoroughly. Because I'm going to kill him. Well, right. <laughs> then it is your initiative. How many spell slots do you have left? One. Oh! I get two spells a day, so I have one left. All right. That's my hard Yep. Uh, but the staff's not attuned to you, so you can't use it yet. I know that. But, okay. you, can, but you can't use it either. Actually? <laughs> yeah, no. I can't. Alright, you're going to cast Eldritch Blast at mm -hmm. Bork twice for your two bolts. Do you want me to roll the damage? Or oh, I, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, just, to, just to keep consistent. And you get plus what to hit with your Eldritch Blast? That's just proficiency plus charisma, right? Um, yes. Plus, if I'm being honest, I have another staff that I'm also attuned to. That's right, she does have two of them. That's why I asked how many things you could be attuned to at once. Yep. So I get a plus two to hit. Alright, so that's a, 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 a 27 and a 21. Do both of those hit you, Bork? Uh... She just walked away. What's your AC, Bork? 19. 19. So you're going to take uh, 18 damage of force damage. How, uh, how you doing there, buddy? I'm fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just mad now. <laughs> so I imagine the bad guy took my staff. And then my possessed self just reaches out of my bag and pulls out my other staff. Right, yeah. <laughs> the bad guy's like, oh, thank you, I'll take that too. <laughs> so, uh, question, that hammer of his is a uh, two-hander, right? Correct. And he's holding the staff in one hand? No. Never mind then. <laughs> okay. It is the bottom of the initiative. Um, then you regain control of yourself. And again, you hear who will be tested. Tenshi. Because why not? I'm still unconscious. I, there's a mechanic here. I don't get to pick. <laughs> okay. So, uh... Does the thunder take control of his unconscious? 
potentially. <laughs> Make a uh, what's your highest stat? Dexterity. Make a dexterity saving throw. Didn't they make saves while they're unconscious? I believe he has disadvantage normally, but this is a, this is a fight mechanic thing. I'm not gonna fuck with it. Okay. Sixteen. You pass. Thank God. All right. Top of the initiative order, the Sunderer. He is going to turn and look at Vin, who is no longer under his control. And he is going to attack her. Bye. With two melee strikes. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Does a 13 hit you? No. How how about an 8? That was only the first. What? How about an 8? I can't. I'm sorry. You can't. It's because she's so short. Clearly. Shut up. How about an eight? No. Well, then he fucking missed you twice. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. That's so frustrating. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. Then he will uh, stand his ground and and not move. It is now Tenchi's initiative. Uh, what's the roll to wake up? Uh, let's go ahead and say it's Constitution saving throw. Alright, plus a zero. Uh, yeah, plus a zero. Fourteen. You wake up. Yay! Uh, but that's your turn. Now, yeah, and then this one. Because that's my whole turn. Um, Ogden, you're up. Okay. And, uh... He's still 30 feet away from me, right? Uh, correct. Okay. Isn't I'm your move speed 25? going to cast... Say what? Isn't your move speed 25? Holy shit, it is. Sorry, I'm used to 3-5 uh, dwarfs. Alright, well, I'm going to move 25 feet towards him. Well, let's go ahead and say, since you probably would have moved a full 25 last round, you move 25 this round, you, you can get to him. All right. I'm going to smack him again. Sure. Twice. All right. First one is a... What do I have? A plus nine again? No, six. 25 to hit. It hits. And then I'm going to go ahead and use my channel divinity to give that a plus 10 and make that a 23. All right. Two hits. All right. Come on. Big money. Ooh, full eight on the first one, and another eight. Okay, max damage. Hell yeah. So, grand total, plus my strength and proficiency. Six, 14, 28 damage. All right. This isn't a plus one weapon, is it? I don't believe so. Okay. So, yeah, 20, whatever I said, the damage, 28. Yep. All right. Thunk, thunk. Bork, it's your initiative. I'm going to charge him. Go for it. Oh, yeah. That is a 26 to hit. Okay. charge. You hit him. 
And I'm going to go ahead and smite him with one of my first level spell things. Right. So let's cut that. Damage. And I could that. So that is 16, I'm going to hit him for 25 damage, and it's also going to push him. Instead of taking the damage, I'm going to shove him 10 feet Okay. with the charge to get him away from Ben. Alright. And then because I'm shoving him that far, I don't think I can take another attack. That makes Unless sense. I can move with him. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to. You can't. You don't have enough movement, do you? Yeah. All right, so, so 25 that's my damage. turn. A I might, figured getting him away from Ben was kind of important. Mm-hmm. A mighty blow indeed. Yeah. Ben, it's your initiative. Okay, how far away am I? He's only 10 feet away from you. Alright, I'm going to back up for more. Okay. And um, I'm going to try and cast uh, Witch Bolt again. Fourth level? Yeah. Go for it. Oh! I rolled a two again, so that's no go. That sucks. That sucks bad. I'm sorry. That's that's the worst. I have no more spells now. Right. I can cast Eldritch Blast and that's it. Yeah. Better than nothing. Yeah. Oh, you're shit. Message. You want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> it's the bottom of the initiative. Who will be tested? Ogden is being tested. Ogden, roll a your lo- lowest stat saving throw. That is my dexterity. Nineteen. Hell yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> You, you, you want me to move the camera so you can see no, it? No, I, I believe you. <laughs> I, I believe How in... Rolled, right? <laughs> I, I believe in Michelle that if you like were blatantly cheating, she'd be like, nah, man. Uh, plus, I've known you forever. Fuck you if you're cheating. Whatever. <laughs> Alright. Uh, well, I do have a plus zero to my deck, so... Right, which is uncanny... But very real. Like, you're like 23. Hey, last couple of sessions, I rolled shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so. that, that luck is just now shouldered onto uh, to Vin. Yeah, right? Hot potato. Okay, so no one gets controlled. And uh, he is going to cast Fireball at fourth level, centered on uh, the group of the three of you, because Tenchi's, you know, 50 feet away. With a staff? No, he's just he's just gonna cast it. So about learning that counter spell right quick. Huh. That's a spell I need to learn. <laughs> yep. Wait, you can't use dispel magic as counter spell, can you? Nope. Counter spell and dispel magic are separate spells. Damn. Which they should <laughs> I have be. Too bad you have no spell slots. Huh? <laughs> 
This uh, this could actually be very, very bad. Yep, everyone, may, all three of you make dexterity saving throws. All right, dex saves. Come on, I did it once. I can do it again. Okay, only a 15. I don't think that passes. 15. Okay, and Bork. Grand total of four. Oh, boy. All the time spent. That's good for you. I'm dangling. Alright, all three of you take 32 fire damage. Oh, Ogden's down. I gotta be the only one standing. You might be. Vin, are you still standing after 32 damage? I am. Oh, oh shit. Thank <laughs> By the seat of pants. Yeah. Alright. Um, it is now Tenchi's initiative. Okay, so he is 50 feet away. Five feet of my movement action to stand up. Um, burn step on the wind. A key point for step on the wind. Yep. Bonus action to dash. Yep. Um, and with a bellowing cry, as he's running, you just hear Tenchi shout, I'm still standing, get back here, you asshole. Sure. And he does a thing where he's going to bop him twice. Okay. Throw them punches. Uh, Right, first attack is 14. Boo. And then a nat 20. Yay! So, Roll the crit, baby. So that's no rolling because it's just max damage. Right. Mm, so 10 plus 1d4, which is also max. So 14 points of damage. All right. And the monster goes down, right? No. Killing blow, right? Nope. Mm. Sorry about your luck, fan. Uh, Ogden, you're up. Death save. And it's everything over a 10 that makes it, right? Correct. That's an 18. Alright, that's one save. Or one success. Yes. Bork, your initiative. Slap him on the, the back and say you're healed for 10. Okay. Yee! I'm still unconscious. I have to wake up, right? Correct. Okay. Vin, your initiative. Thunder's Blast. Alright, go for it. Alright. Two is the worst I can roll because if I roll one, it gets me rolled. I've like three times. Yeah, that's, that does really suck. Oh, I got a three this time. Uh, so, plus. I got a 14. No hit. Roll your second bolt. Oh, I got another one. Okay. I rolled a three again, so no. Are you fucking kidding me? That is unbelievably <laughs> unlucky. I'm not kidding you. Maybe next time I'll get to roll a four. <laughs> Maybe. Moving on up. 
If there's a next time. Right. Who will be tested? It is Tenchi is being tested. Okay. Um, oh no. Who? Okay, so I he, yeah, time. you passed. So he makes it at lowest stat at disadvantage. Oh dear. Let's do it this time, just to keep it fresh. Okay. 19. That's a pass. Thank God. Alright. The Sunderer is going to shout enough and cast Lightning Bolt at 4th level in a line that hits all three melee combatants. Oh, shit. Even Ogden? Yes, because you you two are standing right next to each other. and Tenchi's still on the ground. Well, yes, but... Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay. It's a a line. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Tenchi is right in front of him. So all three of you make dexterity saving throws, I believe. Nat 20. Ah, nice. So I don't take shit. Tenchi has evasion, so I don't take shit. Which is good, because I still only have seven hit points. Yeah, I feel your pain there, bud. I feel like you... You shouldn't be feeling anything right now. You're unconscious. And uh, what did Bork get? <laughs> 13. And with disadvantage, Ogden gets what? <laughs> with <laughs> I rolled a 9. I didn't even roll the disadvantage because there's no fucking way. Okay. So... Yeah, no, it's... The three of you... Well, Tenchi takes zero damage. Yeah. But the other two of you take. It's gonna be so bad. This is like notably worse damage, by the way. Worst as in, holy shit, that's a lot of worst as in, I can't believe I just rolled a button. Noticeably shittier. That's 21 damage. I'm down again. Bye. How you doing, Bork? Is, is Bork I standing? I see if my relentless endurance actually keeps me, or if I just flat out died. Don't leave me alone with myself. Yeah, but relentless endurance would prop as soon as you drop down to zero, leaving yeah. you at one, right? Yeah, it takes you to one. Okay, even if I go below, like, ten under? Yes, yes. You stuck at one. Yeah. Okay. Whatever damage there was does not spill over. It just stops at zero, and then you go to one. Right. And then, All right. And then he now will, I'm still kicking. And then he will make one weapon attack at Tenchi. Fuck. Bye, guys. Holy uh, crap. He can cast and attack? Yeah. That's not good. And that is a uh, 20 to hit. Yeah, that connects. Or Tenchi. Well, let's see if it's... Yeah, if he left... To parry that? No, I used it to begin with. Did I take my action to pray? You can do that. It's your turn. Yeah, no, when it's my turn. Like, I don't... Alright, that's actually, like, just enough damage to put you under. Again. I rolled three dice, and all three of them were one. He's only putting you to zero because of the strength mod. Yeah. He deals you Yikes. eight damage. 
Okay, so you're down again. Yep. And uh, so it goes to Tenchi's initiative. Uh, don't have that death uh, death save there. Yep. What'd you get? Three. Hey, that is a lot better than dying. Because you true. You could have just died if you rolled a one. Yep. Um. All right. So. It is now Ogden's initiative. Alright. Now, does this reset my death save counter? No. Okay. That's a fail. Okay. Bork. I'm praying. Okay. What do you... Tell me verbatim what your prayer is. Like, you're praying to the crystal spirits. What are you saying to them? We are supposed to help you to, if you want us to, to help reconnect you to all the, the different spirits, then you better step in right now because we're going down. Trigger, we're going down, smooth. Okay. Um, so do you have any specific request for aid or just a non-specific, holy shit, holy shit, uh, holy shit, help, please? Please bring my friends back. And I summon my pocket ranger. Yep, and out of nowhere, Haman Karn is like, yo, what's going on up in here? Yeah. <laughs> Need answers. So The answer is the fuck. Haman, Get in here. Haman Karn, you step into the scene. Uh, half of your party is on the ground bleeding to death, standing in front of the Sunderer. And, oh, uh, great. And, and uh, yeah, you're now there. It's bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah, that's... Uh... Okay. <laughs> so, uh, with that prayer, why don't you go ahead and have the set initiative of 30? Okay. Oh, boy. And it is immediately your initiative. Ugh. <laughs> hey, what's up? No <laughs> pressure. Save the, save, yeah. save the party. <laughs> yeah, two people are down, so you could. Okay, yeah. And the other two of us that are standing are just barely standing. With single digit hit points. Oof. Okay. So other other than not showing, well, other than showing up at the beginning, your timing is fucking impeccable. <laughs> okay. Uh, so. Okay, what's the... Okay. You guys are in the desert. You're standing yeah. just outside of a ghost town. Alright. That the Sunderer has killed every living being there. You guys went to investigate. Cool. And now he's like, yo, what up? It's your boy, Sunderer. Let's party. And it was a really shitty party with a lot of mace swings and fireball spells. <laughs> and dying. Don't forget the dying. Oh boy. Okay. Well, so like, what's the what's the, like the layout? Like, who's um just because you are showing up in perfect time with Bork having committed the prayer action, I'm going to say that you are standing perfectly at the point in which you could take your full action and just shoot the Sunderer. Okay. You could move and cast Cure Wounds if you have the spell. On either of the downed players. 
Oh. Or you could do anything else with your action. Um, who's down? Tenchi is Probably. down with two death fails. Um, in the, on the ground right in front of the Sunderer. And Ogden is down about ten feet away from the Sunderer with one fail. Mm. Standing next to Ogden's bloodied body is Bork at one hit point and about 15 feet past Bork is Vin leaning on her staff to stay alive. She doesn't have her staff. Or did, she, did she get that she back? She has two staffs. She has two okay. staffs. The, <laughs> the one I have doesn't have any spells attached to it. It just has some bonuses. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, I kind of... Hmm. Personally, I would heal. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm... Afraid. Thinking of doing. Something could happen from that. Um, you know, the sharks could just be like, you know what? We're tired of these guys dying. <laughs> Got a new crew. Um, yeah, I don't know who would heal that. Uh, go ahead and heal Tenchi. Yeah, Tenchi yeah, has two death fails. Like, he's, he's closest, yeah. Well, he's closest to dying, that's for damn sure. Yeah. I'm one death seven away from the decide uh, which, uh, which character concept I want to actually try. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna do Cure Wounds on, uh... Alright, so you, you run up to Tenchi and cast Cure Wounds. Go, uh, what level do you cast Cure Wounds at? Um... Hold on, let me look at my thing. <laughs> you probably have only second level spells. I'm, yeah, I think it's second level, so... Right. So you roll I'll two, do second level. So that's 2d8 plus your casting stat, which is Wisdom. Okay. Oh, where's the freaking... Okay, there's 2d8. 2d8 plus the, uh... Plus your wisdom modifier. My wisdom modifier? Yep. Okay. Sixteen. Okay. Alright, so you're healed for 16 hit points, Tenchi. Thank God! Oh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> the blood just kind of like stops seeping from his mouth and goes back in a little bit. And you all... Yeah, some more punches. Yeah. Before the initiative re returns to order, which would be Vin, um, you guys hear... You guys have that feeling that you've felt a couple of times before where you don't feel alone anymore. You feel you feel like there's a friend. And from the sky, Roderick's spectra, spectral form falls, uh, like, sword tip first, lunging at the, the Sunderer. And he thrusts and hits the Sunderer, Deals no damage, but the light of his sword turns into chains and binds him to the spot that he is. To which the, the Sunderer takes his reaction and attacks 
Roderick. St. Roderick. And St. Roderick the Pitless is hit twice. Takes, okay, takes fucking 30 damage and is destroyed. Well. Whoops. R.I.P. Well, that happened. My man's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a celestial being. I don't know how much death that can actually cause. <laughs> Roderick the Pitless sacrifices himself to bind uh, the Sunderer in place. It is now Vin's initiative. Alright. I am going to Eldritch Blast. Okay. Alright. You make these attacks at advantage. Finally. Okay. Um, over 20. 20. Okay. Uh, 16. 9. 25. 25. Alright, that's one hit. We'll go ahead and roll your second bolt. Uh, 20. Okay, roll, roll damage. It's 2d10 plus 6. Does one of them max? Because I got a crit. Did you naturally roll 20? or did yeah, you naturally roll 20. Okay, yeah, you should say that. Because yes, that's critical damage. That's 13 damage. Or sorry, 14 damage. And then... Uh, two uh, damage for my staff. Does the staff give damage or does it just give the hit? It says. Uh, a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. Well, made with the staff? Made with the staff. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's that's so like have you attacked with it as a quarter staff? Okay. Whereas you get a plus two to your armor class saving throws and spell attack rolls. Alright, so that is A fourteen for the first for the critical bolt. Fourteen and a five. So you rolled a one on your damage? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's nineteen damage. Alright, that's your initiative. It the initiative goes to zero. Who will be tested happens. For just for your no, knowing now, Paris, at the end of each yeah. initiative round, one of the players has been tested with a saving throw. If they okay. if they fail, the Sunderer gets to control them for that round. Oh, oh cool. Um okay. Uh, Bork is being tested, and last round was a success, right? Yep. No, yes. Okay, so... Bork, 
you have to take your lowest stat check with no disadvantage. With no disadvantage, or...? Yeah. If I'm keeping track of things right. <laughs> I'm very sorry, guys. Yeah? I'm very sorry. What'd you get? Oh, no. I botched. Okay. You are now under the control of the Sunderer this round. Common Karn, oh boy. you have an initiative of 30. It is your initiative. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm going to shoot at the Sunderer. All right. Go for it. All right. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> He has taken damage. Okay. Ugh, that was not good. Remember, you get two attacks. Right, right, that's true. Uh, hold on. And these attacks are being made at advantage, because he is still bound. Right. Oh, right. Advantage, so, okay. You roll 2d20s for each attack. Yeah. No, that's not much better, but... Okay. Alright, first one was a 12... All right, that's a miss. Go ahead and roll your second attack at advantage. Yep. Yeah, I do. Second one. Uh, come on. Come on. All right, just throw the dice. I got it. I got it. That hits. Alright. <sighs> okay. Alright, roll damage for your hit, which is what? 1d10 right. plus 1d8. Is... Oh boy, it's been a while. I've forgotten. Uh, it's on the 1d10, 1d8 plus uh, what? Your dex modifier? Yeah. Was it d10, d8? Plus four. Plus uh, three. Okay. Roll it out. All right. Eighteen damage? Yeah. That kills him. Yay! <laughs> I 
did it. We're not dead. Woo! <laughs> That's so close. <laughs> yeah, um, he had 220 damage on him when you went to take your turn, and I had said that he had oh, 200, wow. 230 hit points. So nice, nice. <laughs> He was nice. a he was a seventh level fighter slash seventh level wizard. Whew. That explains a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I guess Ogden's just going to continue bleeding out over here. Well, I imagine <laughs> someone's going to make a medicine check because you guys go off the initiative order. <laughs> what? What? Gargle. <laughs> Would anyone like to make a medicine check to stabilize your dying friend? Uh, I'm still unconscious, so no. Medicine check. All right, I, mean, I, I guess I could. Who's, who's ever <laughs> brave enough? Medicine check on somebody. On got a seventeen on a medicine check. All right, he's not dying anymore. You stabilize him. <laughs> okay, cool. Need more healing stuff for you, though. I know. Uh, I got an eighteen on a medicine check for uh, Tenchi. Okay, Tenchi is stabilized and no longer dying. I mean, I was never dying in the first place because I. Well, you weren't dying anymore already. Because yeah. uh, you, yeah. you, you were, you were already, you were already stabilized, but now Vin knows that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me quickly. So as that arrow hits the Sunderer's body, his armor explodes into sh- into dark iron shards that splinter into the sand. Oh god, shrapnel! Look out! No. <laughs> Fuck you, nerds. Deck saves, damage. Fuck you, die. No. Oh, oh, no. Be the fucking <laughs> rudest shit. That would, be, that would be so awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and so his 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 the warhammer he was swinging around like sort of. Disip- like ban- like crumbles apart, and uh, the the ce- celestial remains of Roderick lie in the sand next to uh, the Sunderer's manifestation. And uh, yeah, so now we're off initiative. You guys can interact with each other and shit now. Cool. Is my staff still there? That's yes. really all I care about. Your your staff of power is lying in the sand. <laughs> you get All your right, staff. Alright, now all the seventeen back. to wake up. You wake up. And there's no body of the Sunderer, correct? Not much. There's some black ash. Fork punches it. Okay. That 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 ash is is notably punched. Alright. Tenchi, in the meantime, rolls over, groans, like very clearly, like bruised ribs, like. What was a shattered collarbone has been stitched back into place by magic, but there's still that very evident mark that he got the shit knocked out of him. It's like, did, did we win? <laughs> we won. Oh, we did it. Holy shit, when did you show up? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I don't want to be in y'all anymore. Ogden sits up from his near-death stupor, takes out his mug, uncorks it, takes a big old swig, spits out blood, takes another swig, corks it, and says, gather around, I'm going to cast some magics. And he starts 
He starts casting prayer of healing for the next ten minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> she's just like laying starfish like in this pile of people. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna blow my last uh, fourth level spell slots. Oh wait, no, I still have another one. I'm gonna expend a fourth level spell slot on prayer of healing to give everyone plus four d8 plus my spell casting uh, HP back. So first. Five, three, three, and seven. So what is that? Eighteen plus my spellcasting. Everyone gets twenty-four HP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be back up to During that time, oh, your tracker comes to comes to your your guys' position with your with your lizard mounts. Yeah. And uh, sort of asks what happened. And immediately goes and grabs his healer's kit and offers to tender wounds. Well, <clears throat> we got our ship punched in, but we survived. We got hammered. Now feeling better, Bork brings out his uh, war axe and just starts chopping at the ash. You've got rage problems, you know that, Bork? I don't like being possessed. <laughs> so as you're doing that, you'll see Roderick reach up from the sand, Bork. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you were killing the fuck out of Roderick. No, no. Just just right next to him. <laughs> he sort of like, stop and swing and look at him. He sort of like beckons you to come close. Just just Bork? Well yeah. that's all, all that right. he can well, see. I, I lower my axe and I kind of, you know, get a bit closer. Uh, he just yeah, no. Um, <laughs> do you speak Celestial Bork? No. Okay. Tenshi he, does. He'll he'll speak in common. I speak nothing pretty much. Right. I'm not smart. Uh, so he says in common. The crystals called, and I came. I'm sorry that I couldn't do more. Oh my heartstrings. <laughs> tell me you did a good job. Yeah, I tell him it's okay. You, you you did great, and I appreciate all the help that you've done. He sort of seems to close his spectral eyes for a moment and rests, and he says, "My duty to the crystals is done, and to you all as well. May you forever know the path and fight on." And with that, his form fades away in like a gentle gust of wind. This Bork kind of, like, repositions himself so that he's, like, kneeling by where he, Roderick was and just kind of says a, a prayer to him. Alright. So, it's, uh, pretty much our closing time here. I assume you guys will probably camp out in this town until your wounds are tended, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I can probably go ahead and just expend the rest of my uh, healing to get everyone else up. Well, yeah. Cool. I, I imagine all of you guys are going to take a day to sort of... A long rest. Yeah. Could yeah. <laughs> have the uh, guy to come in here all of a sudden. Well, he saw, <laughs> he saw shit flying in the sky, man. Like He's just like, well, fuck every bit of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Better make sure my paycheck's okay. <laughs> exactly. 
So he he starts a fire and starts cooking food in one of the abandoned houses that you all take up shop in, and uh, tells you stories of of finer days to keep your mind off of your near death experiences. But that's all we have time for tonight. So <laughs> thank you for joining us for a rousing battle that shook the ages, and also <laughs> ripping pepperonis. Fucking Roderick the Pitless. Again. Again. Heck yeah. And uh, thank you for joining us for another session. I am, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. We are joined with the full party, bringing us to a close, our Ranger. That's me, Paris. And our Warlock. Uh, Played by Lauren. Our Monk. Barely live, still in some... Semblance of healing. Jimmy, uh, Proto? Our cleric. That's me, Ogden. And our paladin. And are not so happy about being possessed so many freaking times. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everyone. Have a wonderful night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>